Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're looking for love, well, you've come to the wrong place. Because Kirsten and Scally, well, they don't know a thing. And the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace. So we don't care about the love that might be there. Yeah, we just want to see the drama. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Love Island recap. I am your host, Kirsten McKinnis. I'm so excited to get back into uh, the Castle More week of Love Island USA this week. Before I bring in my amazing co-host and our fabulous guest, I just want to take a second to thank Will from America for our amazing theme song, which I continually forget to thank him every episode, and I'm feeling like a real trash bag about it. So uh, Will from America wrote and recorded our incredible theme song, and you should go follow him at Will from America because he's the best. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in my wonderful co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how's it going? Hello, I am Good. A little frustrated with the cliffhanger. Was gonna say this is a podcast about trash bags by trash bags. So you know it happens. Gonna forget a couple things once in a while, but otherwise I am good and excited for our guest. That is, I just love. We are we are by the trash bags for the trash bags. Incredible. Well, I said about the trash bags, but we are. Don't, you're the one insulting the audience. We are to be by clear. for and about and. 
I think that our audience would want to be lumped in with us anyway, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> another person who I'm sure would love to be a trash bag with us. We have Jenny Autumn. Jenny, how's it going? I am so great. And I, you know, when Brian was, that was so weird calling you Brian. What, yep. Like, literally, that is the weirdest thing that's ever happened that's to me. That's not his um, name. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so what a, what an excellent start for this. When you were calling um, us trash bags, I've never felt like so relatable um so so i i'm totally fine with that label um and yeah like this this is definitely my my place is a trash bag island or trash bag uh hotel rooftop we but i'm very i'm very very happy i can't believe i really think that this is like my first time podcasting with both of you despite um us all being friends and so uh, I love you both so much that there's you know, nothing that could keep me from talking with the two of you um, about Love Island tonight there is a game seven Raptors game on that is very important to me and I said absolutely no if I if I have to choose I'm choosing Scally and Kirsten and Love Island so here I am um, my commitment is greater than Connors to Mackenzie. I don't know what that means. What? Like, it's hard? (laughs) (laughs) At this point, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I guess fair enough. But, Jenny, the feeling is mutual. At least I'm going to speak for both of us because that's what we do, I guess, on this podcast. We love you so much. And I just love that. I feel like you and I really haven't ever podcasted together before, have we? I I literally don't think I we don't have. I don't think we have. And it's so <laughs> silly because we're constantly DMing on Instagram and on Facebook and texting. And at the same time. Like, yeah, different all at the same seasons. time about three different things. Uh, it's weird that we're not also podcasting about a fourth topic while we do all of that. Uh, so I'm glad that we're able to rectify that and have you on uh, the pod. I'm glad that you're willing to stay up late on a Friday night with us during a Raptors game seven. Yeah, it's fine. I have I can see it in the background and I have faith. So it's like not and not faith from uh, Casa Amor. I I'm good. Like everything is is great. And I've been dying to talk about Love Island. So this is the podcasting I need in my life right now. Like I'm really just trying to um, this show is everything I needed at this time in my life. Um, So I'm, I'm really excited to be here with you guys tonight to talk about it. And it's a Friday night too. Like I'm having wine. We're all good. Everything is great. Except exactly. for that cliffhanger. I am with you, Scally. Mm-hmm. That I, I I felt like they got me all hot and bothered and now they're like Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> like literally <laughs> far away. My blood is boiling. I yeah. came in here so ready to be like, you guys, I have been saying for two years now, just wait till Casa Amor. And I feel like it delivered and then they dropped that cliffhanger and I was like Maybe I'm sorry, <laughs> like, but no, like the what it delivered for these last couple of episodes have been too good to apologize for. It's yeah, it's been so much fun. And I think that it definitely lived up to us hyping it up all of last year and all of this year. But why did they do this to us? I mean, this is if they're going to do a cliffhanger, this is the time, right? Like, but I also feel like such a terrible idea if they actually want people to pay attention to the like 
recap show on Saturday because it's like if you're not going to. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's just like dumb people that don't realize that they're not going to actually find out the like the result until Sunday. And then they just tune in on Saturday anyway. And they're like, oh, I've already put the channel on CBS now. Might as well watch it. Maybe that is actually the trick. Um but yeah, like you need to have a cliffhanger. But I, I, I will say that I didn't know when this was going to be wrapped up because I know you guys were talking about on, I can't remember if it was the last podcast or the one before that this is supposed to last six episodes. Um, and I don't know what six episodes is. I don't even know what day it is. Um, so I, but I, I was quickly, quickly realizing through this episode, like, oh, okay, we're getting, we're getting to something tonight. And they showed the preview with like, um, which fucked up that they are showing the preview of like something that is not even on this episode. Like mm-hmm. they showed like the preview of like Sally, like crying. And it's like, that doesn't even end up, end up happening on this episode. So that felt kind of dirty. Um, but yeah, like halfway through this episode, I was like, okay, we're running out of time. We're actually not going to get the recoupling on this episode. So a little frustrating. I really, uh, I have so many feelings. There's so many things I want to see play out and we're gonna have to wait till Sunday, but I'm very grateful that these are the episodes that I um, am here to recap because there's just so much that's happened. Well, and Kate, so I'm hoping that they're counting the recap tomorrow as one of the six episodes because then that means that it is all wrapped up completely on Sunday because if they are not counting Saturday, then that means we're not going to get a full resolution even on Sunday. But I just, I can't imagine how they would make that work so it had better be counting the recap uh they if any if any like show can drag like uh two separate recouplings uh over two episodes i believe that love island usa can do it like i was watching with <laughs> phil and he like at the end he was like wow they really drag this out eh? and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. like, well, <laughs> right and that's the thing like at the start of this season when we were getting everything set up i talked to rob and he was like is there value in recapping every single episode? And I was like, absolutely not. No. Not enough <laughs> happens. Yeah, there's just some episodes where it's just simply fluff. And it's just like this, you know, like this couple's relationship has progressed. And like, oh, this person like gave some sort of confessional about how like they're feeling this way about this person. But I truly feel like these three episodes just based on the fact that the amount of people doubled um it gave us a lot to work with so mm-hmm. as much as i feel like the show can really take you know a storyline and drag it out over several episodes i will say for what how how many days did this actually span in real life 3 like That's i'm not what even it seems sure like because johnny was like you know for the first night i like had my fun and then i was done and it was like that's been six episodes <laughs> like how many episodes have i seen you with right? mercedes so I if that like was I, one night yeah i don't know i feel like i should just like pay more attention to their outfits as a way of like determining how many days they've known each other but that isn't even a good way of determining it because like they change for like their parties in the evening and stuff so i'm like what how many has this been like three hours or three weeks? I have no idea how long these people have known each other. I don't know what's happening. Well, and <laughs> so. I think that like, that's always a concern with Love Island, but like nor at least for the UK one, I feel like they do a better job of doing like one day 
happens and then that's in the next day's episode kind of thing but i feel like u.s love island is leaning into the whole vegas thing of like there are no clocks you don't know what time it is you don't know what's happening and that's just part of the experience and we're i guess supposed to make sense of that but instead we're all just having therapy for our past toxic relationships <laughs> i was gonna say vegas that's an everywhere thing in quarantine yeah. like, no <laughs> one knows how long it's been so uh, at least in thought. quarantine you like have a clock and you can look at it like well I, like, I, the thing is like jenny said where they showed like selly crying i was like oh this recoupling's gonna happen halfway through the episode and then i looked up and i was like it's 959 <laughs> like what's happening yeah i literally was like okay recoupling here we go i had no concept of time i looked at my phone and i was like there's two minutes left are you <laughs> like what are you kidding me right now and so it's just really rude but i guess rather than just complain about the uh cliffhanger for the next two hours we could probably go back to the beginning of where all of this started on the wednesday night episode i guess i would rather just yeah. complain but i don't know that that's why people are listening <laughs> well sure. here's the thing is even when talking about the actual episodes there's still plenty to complain about <laughs> so that's true. this is a pro complaining <laughs> zone <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad feeling when Casa Moore started. And so, um, you know, a, a lot of things, um, you know, went in a way in a direction that I was not happy about. But I do feel like over the course of the three episodes, we we kind of got to a place that I'm OK with. But we should probably start from the beginning where I was like, oh, my God, I hate this but also okay, love it at so the same time. So before we start, so why did you hate it? What gave you that oh, feeling? Because I'm a Sally and Johnny Stan. And so I knew um, very quickly that uh, Johnny was going to upset me like all men eventually do. So, um, <laughs> so I was preparing. I think, I think the, like the Tuesday night episode when we, when um, we got like the, just the beginnings of Casa more, I like tweeted like, if Johnny breaks Sally's heart, I'm going to lose my mind. And, and then we we got to see that that was that was starting to happen, and I was very not happy about that because um, I get fooled every single time by a man that I'm starting to think is maybe not a trash bag, um, but as, as we've learned tonight, we are all trash bags, and so um, that the the first episode, especially the Wednesday night ep episode, especially was like very frustrating for me to see because. I I like to root for I obviously want drama, but I want there to be one couple that I'm actually rooting for. And that has been Sally and Johnny for me. Um, and I just feel like this cast is just so much more interesting than last year's mm -hmm. like by oh, a million yeah. percent. And so not only um, are like Sally and Johnny like such a solid couple, like I actually just really like them both. So it was very, very difficult for me to get through, especially the first episode, because I get protective. I feel like I'm I get emotionally invested in like TV characters that I like and I realize they're not characters. These are real people. But I'm I feel like Sally is my friend and I'm like. 
don't don't do my girl wrong. And so it was very, very difficult for me. It was please feel bad for me during this time where <laughs> I, I'm stressed out for this person I've never met. I just am feeling your cancer moon so strong right now. <laughs> it's fine because I feel like mess is my friend. And so I'm always watching like, yeah, I want to root for couples, but like on the UK version, the couples that bring the mess, but then come back together. Those are who I'm generally rooting for, uh, knowing that they're probably not going to have a cakewalk towards the end of the season. And I was starting to get a little bit worried about Sally and Johnny getting into that territory. And while I really like them and I don't want this bad thing, I also don't want to watch a season where like mess is happening around them and it's a foregone conclusion that they are just like going to win at the end. I mean, I'm fine with them like commenting on the mess and I'm fine with like, you know, a scare and I'm like trying to treat this as like a scare, but it it's still very, very difficult over the course of these three episodes to see like the juxtaposition of like, and they know how to edit it where like, they have clips of Sally being like, oh, like, I really hope that, like, you know, this, you know, as attractive as these guys are, like, I'm not going to act on it. And then, like, literally showing Johnny just choosing to act on it because, you know what, guys, we can't got, men just can't control themselves. You know, <laughs> like, that's really what we've learned here is apparently the message is they can't help it. So, um, won't somebody think of the men? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Well, he can't help it because Mercedes is just so forward. So somehow this is still her fault and not his at all. <laughs> I mean, you did not lie, though. Um, in that first episode, we do get the interaction with Johnny and Mercedes. And she's like, oh, let me put my leg up. Oh, put your oh. hand on my leg. And he's like, you know, this is a lot. I do have Sally. And she's like. I'm all about the now. I don't want to hear you say Sally's name again. And he's like, what? Like, I want to <laughs> no, he's more like, but also you can tell he just wants to make out with her. She's like, don't say Sally's name again. He's like, well, if you say so. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Johnny uh, more so in this episode is kind of showing me where I feel like Johnny like let himself go and then pulled himself back, remembering that he's on TV I'm a little say bit it for- right now. Johnny's a fuck boy <laughs> and I'm yeah. mad at him. He is a Gemini. Um, I mean, half this cast is Gemini. I know. Holy shit. It's, yeah. And I mean, Kelly is a Gemini as well, but like Gemini men are different. Let me just say that. I mean, let's just say that um, he is an unevolved Gemini and she is an evolved Gemini. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, Here's the thing. And like, obviously, like I was, you know, being a bit facetious facetious with the oh it's all mercedes fault and like johnny like just that's how the show doesn't portray it though they do yep sure. i do feel like that like the For show sure. is and like the- look at mercedes she's so forward she'll do anything to stay on the show with anyone and it's not like hey you know johnny's actually like a full-ass grown adult man who can make his own choices and if he didn't want to make out with her he would have not made out with her and i mean this this is a quote from Sally, like in a later episode, it might have even been tonight's episode, but it it really hits the point where she acknowledges that 
you know, the, the men, and I am sorry, I refuse to call them boys. I know it's because of the UK <laughs> version, but it literally makes me sick to my stomach to like call them boys, <laughs> even though they literally are mostly children. Yeah, they are but like 21 and you're like, like, no, they're men. It's just so confusing for me to hear like, you know, them acting like they are going to have serious relationships that lead to marriage after this, but then also call each other girls and boys. It's just very strange to me. I refuse to do it. But besides that, um, Sully was acknowledging basically that, you know, the the men that came in to the villa were so attractive and like were tempting her like, you know, physically, but she wasn't acting on it. And it proved to her like the fact that she chose not to um, act on it was a way of showing her that um, that Johnny was what she really wanted. And the the flip side of Johnny basically being like, oh, well, I trying to justify his actions being like, well, I need to like, you know, make out with this girl or whatever to extent the extent that they went um to prove that i actually really want sally it's like no you can acknowledge that someone is physically attractive and that you are attracted to them um and actually leave it at that like i just i just felt like it didn't he didn't actually have to go that to prove to himself that he wanted to go back to Sally. Um, and, you know, Caleb, the voice of reason, the most perfect man on the show at this point, <laughs> you know, touches on this throughout these three episodes. Um, and I'm just grateful for him. I was all in on Johnny before and these three episodes. Now I'm like the, the rankings have changed drastically and, and Caleb is the best. But it's it's frustrating because I do feel like you know Mercedes was coming on strong and but I just feel like you have to you know take some accountability with Johnny on this because he he literally did not have to do anything like he could have just acknowledged that he was physically attracted and actually held back like just the way that it's painted that like oh I just can't help myself and like this is my way of knowing like you are going to meet attractive people Throughout your life, you don't mm-hmm. need to like constantly be like, mm, well, let me try making out with this attractive person to make sure that I still love my wife. Like, yeah, that's not how life works. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Well, it's very much a like both of these things can be true in that Mercedes is very forward. Like the show is trying to push on us and Johnny should not be giving in. But guess what? Mercedes is single. Johnny is not. So Mercedes being forward, like, uh, I have no doubt that Mercedes main goal is to get into the main house and stay like on the show uh, and explore like people that she actually does like. But, uh, you know, there is definitely a I want to be here uh, motivation, whereas uh, Johnny, like that motivation is not there at all. Johnny's just having fun. Johnny is stepping out on like him and Sally. It seemed to be so, so strong. And like he is acknowledged, like I want to be with her, but I also want to like live with this experience. And so him and Sally have maintained that like, oh, we're still open to other people. We're still open to other people. We're still open. But like, is there coming back from that once you like that? I don't feel like was super established and I am not so confident in how this is going to go over. I think that this is going to cause drama for at least a week of our lives. However, (laughs) I do think that Sally and Johnny 
will recognize that they are probably one of the most established couples and that America responds to that. And I could see them, uh-huh. you know, playing the game a little bit. And if that's what they have to do to get their 100K, more power to them. I hope that Sally gets the option to choose to keep the money or split it and just keeps it all. I mean, this is, I know you guys discussed this on the um, the last episode that you guys recapped. With with them and this might be just how it was edited. No, no, it's not how it was edited because they announced them as the third safe couple. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like I would get in my head being like, Oh, we just made it. But in reality with like, were they not the highest voted couple? Yep. They, yeah, they were the highest voted. And that's actually a really great chance to bring up the like controversy that we had mentioned last time. So there was the official vote where you voted for the most compatible couples. And that's what the um, safety was based on. And then they also did a poll in the app that was like, who do you think wow. is the most compatible? And so like the answers to that poll don't match up with what happened in the actual vote. But I don't understand why anyone would vote in the poll. That doesn't mean anything. So mm-hmm. it's you don't have to pay to vote. So it's like, why would yep. you be doing the poll if you're not also doing the vote? It also just Listen, feels we know we know them. CBS is shady with their votes. Well, and it true, also true, true. could be, though, that the poll was open like for a longer period or for a different period. Like the vote, actual voting after the episode is only open for like an hour. So mm-hmm. it is a really different thing. So like while there could be some shady business going on with the Connor and Mackenzie slash Moira Calvin of it all, there also might not be. And I guess we're not journalists, but we should at least, I guess, try to have that integrity of of. <laughs> correcting the the record when we possibly say something wrong <laughs> definitely and they they uh you know as we've said like when we even were talking about it in the moment it's like oh this looks weird but i haven't gotten to read this whole thing uh i don't know why they have both the poll and the vote <laughs> like you could uh you're really opening yourself up to some questions there like uh you didn't really need to make this so easily fact checkable if you're going to mess with it so maybe it is all on the up and up but it was just weird for moira and calvin to go from last place to third in the top three somehow yeah, this isn't like an election like the you know, the the period of relevancy for this question is like very acute. You don't need two separate like you don't need an unofficial and official measure of of those results. Like just do the poll and have those results like or the, do the vote and have those results. That's all you need to do. Like they're getting themselves into this trouble mm-hmm. by having those two separate things. So come on, anyway. CBS, do better. But I do agree with what you're saying that they like as much as these these episodes really, you know, test, um, you know, Sally and Johnny um, without them necessarily realizing it. um, I do have faith that they're going to come come back in, um, especially, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but especially with how Johnny is talking. you know, as Casa Moore is kind of like gearing down. Um, but I mean, it's eventually like, and this is what we're waiting for is like, you know, for us, for, for us to see Sully finding out what really happened, because I think we're all assuming that Johnny's going to come back alone and they're going to get back together. But like, sh- she's going to find out <laughs> what's been going on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She will find out and it will not, be good but it will 
be good TV. Um, so we also <laughs> have, uh, shockingly, there are other people in the, these villas. So we should probably. But I don't care about them. <laughs> I, I care about uh, my queen, Justine, but okay. Oh, I do love Justine. And Actually, also I'm, my reality star, Mackenzie. I love them both. That is true. Yeah. And like, I'm, and I'm very, very. Um, excited about Justine and Caleb after uh, these three episodes. Um, so Justine also an absolute queen. Oh, we love her. So at the start of all of this, believe it or not, Justine and Aaron were talking to each other. Uh, just couldn't remember this if I tried. Um, but it's they, a confidence for me. Yeah, <laughs> that is something she said about Aaron. I love. I just love that she uses Ali Lasher and I's favorite meme. It's uh, so great. It's so because oh, like, that is literally like, that is how Ali and I talk to each other. Because I <laughs> I one time sent her this TikTok that was like Gen Z lawyers, and one of the co- comments was like it's the lack of evidence for me. And so Ali and I just like say that to each other all the time. And so I just love that this is in uh, our new favorite show. Uh, yeah. And Justine is like a walking TikTok comment section, like we've said. And I really, really wish we had like noticed it right away and had a running tally of how many times it makes the air where just like, Oh, it's the smile for me. Oh, it's the, like every single time it comes up in, at you know, Almost every least, single conversation. This is at least the third or fourth time we've noted it on the podcast, let alone oh, we yeah. didn't know it. Yeah. It's uh, the lips for me. It's the confidence for me. Like it's 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 the everything for me. It's the catchphrase for me. For me. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like uh, um can can we talk about this conversation between Justine and Aaron? Um I I mentioned this on Twitter, but like I can't stand when men are like, he's talking about he comes from a house of women. So he's like, I really know how to treat a lady, which is like, first of all, weird. Um, <laughs> like, you know, the way that like you conduct yourself with your, uh, you know, potential partner is different than you conduct yourself with your family um (laughs) i would hope um and i just like oh it's just like the cringiest thing when men are like i have a sister or i like grew up in a house of women so let me tell you i know women it's like oh wow congratulations like you've interacted with like right another thing where it's like hey guess what i know that you have value because I have a mom and I think she has value and I have a sister and I think she has value. It's not like, oh, you're a person and I recognize that you're a person to respect and understand that you have value. It's no, I normally wouldn't know that you're a person yeah. with value. However, because of my relationship with other women and of course, all women are the same. I can recognize your value. It's just so cringy and annoying. <laughs> I've read your manual. I am familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I think underrated story is especially because it was with uh, almost every woman in the villa. Aaron seems to be 
just as forward or if you want to say like thirsty if people have been calling Mercedes like Aaron has made his rounds like getting scenes with every single person I would like certain points have been curious like oh is Aaron gonna end up with Justine is he gonna end up with Moira is he gonna end up with like Kirsten and like it was like okay like buddy calm it down (laughs) like Aaron is definitely wanting to get into this villa for sure I mean like that's like that's a game like I mm-hmm. I like I respect when when people come in and like this is what we're saying about Mercedes is like she's very clearly like trying to get into the main villa so that is like what you're supposed to do um but yeah the, like Aaron was everywhere like it, to the to the point where I still don't know the names of half of the new guys that that mm-hmm. came to the villa like I really can't be sure where they clearly were not important parts of the narrative and we're not expecting <laughs> to see them besides uh, the recoupling ceremony on Sunday's episode. And they will um, promptly go home. Yeah. And they will gain uh, maybe another 50 followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a thousand, but okay. No, <laughs> I, I truly don't have any concept of what's normal amount of, of like followers. Like if we were in the UK, they'd get like 25,000 for nothing <laughs> at least. But like in the US, I don't know about that. Yeah, not happening for their, you know, 0.3 seconds of screen time on CBS. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so another uh, kind of couple-ish situation that we see at Casa More is Calvin and Faith. Uh, Faith brings up seeing like a spontaneous side of Calvin, which I wear. I don't see it. What? Oh, uh, I do. Oh, you I- do? Yes, Calvin is like uh, we have said like oh Calvin like uh, he's like young kid mixed with like frat boy energy and like I feel like the frat boy energy came out hard in these episodes. Yeah, but does that make someone spontaneous? I think that she was probably using the wrong word, <laughs> but more so like he is so constantly then you don't like see that he's spontaneous. <laughs> okay, maybe in the breaking out and dancing and stuff like that, but yeah, okay, it was a little bit of an exaggerated, but like I understood what she was going for here. Well, whatever. Uh, They call him a party ambassador. Uh, He says he's a giving individual. And I think that's true because he really gives a care what America thinks. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, Faith is like, you should never be afraid to ask like your partner for what you want. And they they seem to have like a good connection. But I feel like they aren't really front and center in any of these episodes. Um. What I what I wrote down about Faith, um, I think it was from a different conversation from this one. But like Faith, like she's beautiful, um, but she has like zero sexual energy in my perspective. Like and like I wrote like she probably is a Virgo Venus or just a Virgo. And then I looked it up after and she is a Virgo. No offense, Virgos, but it's just like it's just very like Virgos, but no, and it's not a bad thing, but it's just like you look at like Mercedes um, or like uh, like even um, Cher where it's like there's just a little bit more of like an allure in how they like communicate with people. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like sexual energy and faith does not have that. So like when I'm and Calvin also doesn't have that, like I just find him very dull. Wait, what so, is Calvin? Calvin. Oh, I wrote it down. I wrote everyone's down. Um, <laughs> duh. Uh, Calvin is, Oh shit. Hold on. Um, he's a Capricorn. 
So like, uh, you have a Virgo and a Capricorn <laughs> together. Like, what are you expecting? Like, there's going to be like literally zero sexual energy. Um, no, so okay. no, I'm um, going to get mad people in my, like, people are going to be so mad at you. I saw a thing that was like, Scorpios are- have the reputation like Capricorns should have and that Capricorns are just like l- down the down low. <laughs> No, it's so true though. And I, and I mean, like, and I mean that in a way where it's just like, it's just not like externally obvious. Um, because they like, they just come off a lot more like type A. Anyway, and it's just, two of three people on this call have Capricorn Venus. <laughs> so you can guess who it is. Well, and, and it's not meant to be offensive, but it's just like when you're watching them converse, it's like they're talking about their interest in each other. And it's just like, I'm not feeling it because it's not like exuding. Maybe they feel it when when they're talking to each other but like i just don't it just does not translate because it's just a different type of energy yeah i don't think they ended up feeling it with each other either but yeah, it's exactly. funny to be saying that uh on when we're discussing a conversation that was literally just like i'm good at sex i'm also good at sex right? okay good to know <laughs> like so it was yeah exactly it's, like it's business transaction okay yeah <laughs> Like, what a Virgo thing to say. It's like, I think that you should ask for what you want in the bedroom. It's like, <laughs> like, uh, and like, there's, Honestly, there's groundbreaking. <laughs> there's nothing more Virgo than being like, I'm going to tell you if you're doing this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will judge everything you're doing. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, we also see. Caleb and Cher and this is at the at the start I was like pretty worried about Caleb because he's like um I'm happy with Justine but also I don't want to be like her only option and that's why she likes me like I'm open to getting to know people invites Cher to sleep in the bed with him and I was like oh my god Caleb's gonna let me down Johnny's letting me down Caleb's also gonna let me down I was so so worried in that moment this was released as a as like a uh, teaser trailer and the internet melted down (laughs) like everyone was devastated like don't do this to justine which i was one of them and (laughs) like also very devastated but uh it seems like caleb you know uh like johnny was keeping his options open just didn't follow through as much and luckily did uh not feel it there with anyone more than he was with justine Thank God. Would it be I needed possible? someone. Like, imagine caring about anyone as much as you could <laughs> care for Justine. It just yeah. doesn't seem right. And I think the problem is that, like, Caleb is, and like, this has been, you know, what people have said about him is like, oh, he's kind of like mysterious. And he just, like, again, like, he just doesn't show his cards the same way that, like, other people do there so you know even justine was kind of for a while being like are you actually interested in me like i'm not really sure um so it it was confusing at first because you know like you see him talking to Cher and you're just like oh god oh god oh god like alarms are up and there's no way of knowing like whether he's just being nice and 
like trying to give people a chance and make them comfortable or, you know, whether like whether he's really interested in just Justine or that it was just he was more interested in Justine than he was Rachel. Like it's it's very hard to tell with him. And like even when he has like confessionals, like I do find that he's like kind of hard to read. Um, So I definitely was like in the same situation where I was a little worried. But I think it's truly just that like he doesn't show his cards very clearly with people and it's I don't know it's confusing but he ultimately comes around and we realize that like he's feeling more solid um with Justine or at least that's what he's saying at the end of these this three episode block yeah it's it's just it was so scary and then I was like okay I like I, I can live through this uh, we also get uh, boy talk, um, which is like dominated by Johnny talking about like, oh, my God, did I move too fast? What am I doing? Uh, I'm attracted to Mercedes, but I don't know her personality. Um, if Sally finds out about this, I'm done. Oh, my God. And it's just like, Johnny, like you, you dug this hole for yourself. Uh, there was a little bit of like, uh, like if this, you know, makes me make up my mind, then great. But if this pulls me away, then also great. I don't feel like it was so torn as much as it was like rationalizing in his head what he's been doing for the last day. Especially because like they they were all talking about like how last night went and like the other guys were like, nope, no kissing, no, no kissing. Mm -hmm. And like, he was just like, yeah, I guarantee those other girls weren't as forward as mine was or she, or as she was. And it's just like, "Mm, how convenient that you're like, you realize that like, you're the only one that was like, you know, getting whatever in the sheets. Um, (laughs) But you're, you're still just like placing the blame and being like, Oh, well it, you know, I bet if the other girls were as forward as Mercedes was like, you would have done the same thing. Like he's really just trying to like comfort himself in the decisions he's made because he's realizing like, you know, of as someone who had going into this, like one of the strongest relationships, he's the person that like went the furthest on the first night at, you know, Casa Amor. Like, yeah, you messed up, bud, and you're trying to justify it. Personal accountability. Johnny's never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we yeah. also get, so then back at the villa, uh, Justine and Sally are talking and Justine is like, Johnny had better be acting right which of course uh and (laughs) selly talks about how meeting the new guys has solidified how she's feeling for johnny and that she normally would take longer to get to this point she feels like it means a lot she like really likes him and it's just like the way they bounce back and forth between the scenes of the villa and casa amor to really make you defensive on selly's behalf is it truly it's art and they do deserve a primetime emmy Big, big ups to the editors in like the like, you know, hard cuts back. And it's just like, oh, like, I hope this isn't happening. Cut to it happening over and over and over throughout this like couple of episodes and definitely uh, was happening here. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. Like I I I was a big fan of all of the juxtaposition of like people worrying about what people were doing. Like they did a lot with 
Connor and Mackenzie's storyline as well. It was it was certainly just chef's kiss for me, um, even though it was personally hurting me with some of the storylines. <laughs> it's the editing for me. It's the editing for me. <laughs> um, because then it flips back to bedtime and we see Johnny and Mercedes making out and there's Ugh. movement under the covers. Unconfirmed exactly what happened, but it's more than nothing. Not a yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I like where Johnny is in the morning. He's like talking to the boys, I think. And he's like, yeah, I don't think like anything that's gone down. Like, I don't think there's been any harm done with Mercedes as far as like me and Sally. And I went back and double checked and confirmed. Yeah. Johnny is the quote unquote undeserved player reputation guy. And it really shows me that like there is a disconnect. <laughs> like, yes, people call you this and you, you don't see why there is any problem with this. And uh, yeah, no, not great, Johnny. Like at it's least like- Trey said, people call me a player and they're right. <laughs> Which like we still are not um, approving of Trey, his actions, behavior or his tweets. But at least he told us at the front. A little self-awareness goes a long way. Like it's, it's very, very frustrating to like see someone act a certain way and just be in absolute denial of it um, to the point of, you know, like trying to make you question whether like they actually are that way. <laughs> and I just feel like that's like, I am very worried about, um, you know, seeing how Johnny tries to justify this to Sally when it eventually becomes a thing, because he's he's done a great job of, you know, again, no accountability, just being like, yeah, you know, I think I did exactly what I needed to do to, uh, you know, feel secure in, in my decision. Like, this is exactly what I needed to do. There's, you know, he couldn't he couldn't be wrong in the situation at all. So. I don't love it. I, I appreciate some self-awareness and being like, you know what? I maybe shouldn't have done that, but um, it's given me the clarity. It's like he's literally not even doing the but. He thinks that this was exactly what, what he needed to do to get the clarity he needed. And literally, Sally says that she didn't do these things and it gave her the clarity she needed. So it's clearly not necessary. <laughs> Ugh. But thankfully, on a positive note, we have Jalen and Mackenzie are a thing at the regular villa. Uh, Originally, Jalen came in saying that Moira was like what he was interested in. But then did I miss a scene? Like, when did when like how did we go? It literally came out of nowhere as far as I was concerned, but I liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did, too, because I was. I was very confused about Jalen coming in being like, I'm coming in for Moira and being like, I mean, I like like Moira is a nice girl, but she's very dull to me. Um, And (laughs) I have a hard time like seeing anyone coming in being like, yeah, I'm really like excited about Moira. Like I want to hang out with her. Like Moira has that like all American, like girl next door type of vibe. And I feel like, a lot of people will be like, that's what I'm looking for. But then they actually meet that person and they're like, mm, better not. I'm not excited. Yeah. No, Moira had the rockiest relationship when these guys were coming in. Let's be honest. Well, like, exactly. Right. Yep. Like 
there's two there's two modes when someone new comes in like they either are like going for the person that's like super secure and they're like here to like rock the boat or they see like the the easiest in and like they try to go for that they're like and, oh this person's like least secure and Jalen did both of those things <laughs> uh so he knows how to play the game I'll give him that honestly <laughs> I don't know Jalen, but I like him so far. Uh, he, like him and Mackenzie seem to have a really good connection. Uh, there's a lot that comes up of people saying like, you know, I didn't really understand who Mackenzie was. And then now I'm getting to know her and I really like her. There's even a scene with the other women where they're like, you're like a new person. And she's like, this is what I'm normally like. Like, there's just a better vibe. And it just, it really does seem like this twist brought out the best of Mackenzie because we don't really see her having any like blow ups or freak outs or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I have a theory about this because there's a lot of talk about like, oh, you like are bringing out like a different side of me or like you're I'm like a better version of myself. Like with the like there was just so much talk of that. But it's like the these are new people. And like the you know, the original people have had enough time to like get comfortable with each other and like the surroundings and like the situation they're in. So like I think that there's just that's part of it you know what i mean it's like i don't think it's necessarily about the people it's like you change you change the dynamic and you're giving them like new variables to interact with but they're more secure in their own position at this point so i like i don't necessarily think that it should be attributed to the people coming in but i think it's like easy to like mistake it for that and so i just like noticed that so many people are being like oh like this person is like bringing like i'm just so much more comfortable around you but i'm like well is it maybe just that you're more comfortable now like in general and so you and also like there's less stakes because like you're already in a couple and you kind of call the shots in this situation and so like you're entertaining these conversations with these people because you feel like more in a power position and you've been there for however many weeks at this point. Like, I don't know if it, I definitely can recognize that like Mackenzie is different around Jalen than she is with Connor. And I do think that that some of that is about who they like, who Jalen is and who Connor is. But I also just think that some of that could be just about like the situation they're in and the level of comfort they've gotten in the situation of the show by this point. I I think that that's a really, really good point. I would like to add on to that. Uh, no one is currently gaslighting Mackenzie and she is not currently <laughs> gaslighting anyone. So that probably takes off a little bit of the emotional labor and makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. to be around her. I there think was, the, the oh, issue... Sorry, go on. No, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think like one of the biggest issues with like Mackenzie and Connor, and I know that there's like a big, like a a lot of people are really divided on like who is the issue in the Mackenzie and Connor relationship. And like, you know, it's, I think it's a little bit of both, obviously. Mm -hmm. It definitely is both of them, but um, I know that some people are team one person over another or like team neither of them or whatever. But my, my feeling is that like, I really think that just they are the extremes of like, her being an alpha female and him being like the most beta male ever. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just think that like, it's just such a stark contrast that like, it just seems, they just seem worse 
in comparison to each other. Like, I just don't think that Connor comes off as beta in and like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I just think that he comes off so much more like wimpy and beta and like, you know, like whiny when he's with Mackenzie because she's just like so strong willed and like confident like I just think that like when you put them together you notice it so much more um and that that's like part of the the reason that they are not a great match but yeah that's fair I think there's uh seeing Connor separate from Mackenzie really did make me think a lot more uh about uh the way he is that he is um but in terms of Mackenzie and Jalen I did really consider for a moment uh with all of the like Mackenzie is so different oh my god it's so uh she did have two semi-recent votes from America which was like negative reinforcement and she openly talked about like uh, why do they not like me? Like, does something have to change? And I did consider that being a possibility in the uh, change in behavior, I would say. But at the same time, it seems to have mostly been that Mackenzie is less emotional right now. And I think that that's hard to turn off just on a whim. So I don't think that that is probably it. I think Mackenzie is genuinely more comfortable right now with Jalen and that's like she said uh, Jalen comes in and is like she liked that Jalen didn't put Connor down in order to like talk to her it was that like it was always she said for it's always going to be about like is Connor the guy or like it's never be about like is one of these guys the guy like is Jalen the guy it's going to be is Connor the guy or is he not and Jalen like kind of knew that I think at that point and was just like okay I'm going to get to know you and like you'll figure it out from there yeah and I think that that helps him a lot because like it's so easy to like make it about like the other person um and I think that that's like what a lot of you know, other people were trying to do with Connor that like wasn't really working. And it's just like, they're always going to be very defensive of the other person because they care about each other. And I think that like, that's the right way to approach it is just like, Hey, like you, you, you know, you have your feelings in this separate situation. And like, all I want to do is like us have our own situation here and you, you like can treat them differently and, and weigh them as you will. Um, whereas like, you know, with Lauren, um, and how she, you know, tried to like approach Connor with like, you know, how she, how the relationship is with uh, Mackenzie. Like, I just feel like when they try to use the approach of like, oh, you're being manipulated or you're being controlled or like this person is bringing you down. It's like not the right way to approach the situation if you're trying to get them interested in you as well. Mm-hmm. And you even see like in Mackenzie's talk with Moira where Mackenzie's like our talks are so different like with Jalen it's like fun and comfortable whereas I mean Connor and Mackenzie's first conversation he was like do you feel like you've been given a fair shot in life like okay like if that was the first question I have to imagine that like yeah it's been like deep concepts right away and like that's what Connor even said in his bio like he likes having like deep conversations while also like he's a numbers guy or it's like, what's the meaning of life? So I think that it's just been like a total 180 for Mackenzie. And that's why we're seeing such a drastic change. Listen, life is hard for very attractive people. Okay. <laughs> it's hard. She probably never has gotten a fair shot. <laughs> Ugh. Um, we get, there's like more Johnny and Mercedes. I don't even want to talk about it because <laughs> it ultimately just culminates in, like Connor stealing Mercedes away and then 
they have a conversation where Mercedes talks about how Connor looks lost. Connor talks about how it's hard for him to come out of his shell. Um, they talk about why he can't be open in front of Mackenzie. Uh, but then Connor also is like, Mackenzie like shows me like who I am. And mm-hmm. Mercedes like Mackenzie manipulates you. And it's like, yeah, but he manipulates her too. Okay, it's fine. Oh, it definitely, <laughs> yeah, works both ways. And like then, they definitely know how to get what they want mm-hmm. out of each other. Well, I also think Mercedes, like she's even like, why can't you even be open in front of her? Like, I don't think you're compatible. Like you're manipulating him too right now. Like Connor is an easy mark and everyone (laughs) sees it. And like, I get it. Mercedes wants to get into the like full villa, whatever means necessary. Like, and that's fine. I respect that. But to be like, this person manipulates you while you are blatantly also manipulating that person (laughs) is just like, it's a bridge too far for me personally. But I just think that that's like the wrong tree to bark up for Mercedes anyway. And I don't even necessarily feel like that's where she was going with it. But I just like, I don't know. I just feel like Mercedes just has to like, you know, tell it how it is and and she's you know gonna call out this situation and has no problem saying like you're being manipulated um i mean it didn't work it it wasn't to the same extreme with like lauren but like it didn't work before like i was just saying so i don't know why if if that was actually her trying to um see if if uh, Connor could be an avenue into the villa for her, like, I don't think that that would have been the right way to go. Um, as we see later, um, you know, Connor has a conversation with, oh my God, what is her name? Like, see this, like this poor girl is not getting into the villa and I can't remember her name. Which one? Uh, it starts with a G or something. Janelle. Gen- oh, Janelle. Janelle. Yes. So, um, like, and then they have like a nice conversation where she's just like, don't let anyone get in your ear. Like, you know, like this is your decision. And if mm-hmm. you feel this way about Mackenzie, like he, he reacts so much better to being like treated softly <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, and being like, and being empowered, um, not being told that like, he's like, you know, being manipulated or like has no control or like needs to, you know, get it together. So I just think that like that resonates with him so much better and it's never going to, I don't know. I just, yeah, he's delicate. Yes. He's a cancer in case anyone <laughs> was confused about that. So soft cancer boy, soft cancer boy. Um, <laughs> there's also like one of the running themes of these few episodes is Kirsten being like, Mm, I don't really feel a connection with anyone and maybe I should just stick with Carrington, which is just the worst opinion I think anybody could have ever, maybe. Yeah, it's so sad. Like, it <laughs> like, just hurts I, to see. I feel like she's almost talking like the like realistic part of herself is still there and like, oh, he's definitely like going to live it up and like he's with someone. But what if? And I'm like, no, stop. Stop that. <laughs> so uh, like even Kirsten, like she talks about like much later how like, oh, maybe Aaron, but no, he's with Moira. And oh, maybe uh, like Jalen, but oh, no, he's with Mackenzie. And I feel bad that like she's not putting herself first uh, with with Carrington, but also with these other new guys, like she is very much ready to sit back and just like enjoy the friendships he has. And if her time comes, her time comes. I feel so bad for her because like she really did back down in that conversation um, 
with Moira about Aaron. And I just like, I mean, we've seen other conversations where like the girls have just been like, hey, I'm here for me and you and I are interested in the same guy. Um, So it is what it is. And like no hard feelings. Um, Whereas like as soon as Moira like basically said like, oh, yeah, like I'm really interested in Aaron. And like, keep in mind, Moira is still in a couple that has Mm -hmm. like you know, they, they got voted in the top three of a most compatible and, you know, left things as like the, the strongest they had been, I think, since they had coupled up. Um, and Kirsten literally went, went from like, you know, being literally single and, um, you know, she totally backed down, which made me love her as a person. Like, you know, like this is the one person that is like, you know what? my girlfriend is more important to me here. Like, I'm not going to like, you know, step on her toes if she's really feeling this guy. But like, I just, I really feel bad for Kirsten because she was the one person of the, you know, the original Villa girls that like should have been able to find someone here. Um, And she kind of just like, let all of her friends who already are like booed up, Mm -hmm. like get other options. And she's just like, I mean, she acknowledges that she's she it's sort of friend vibes. But I think that also part of that is because she saw, you know, the other girls kind of like making connections with these people and backed off. And I really feel like we saw the conversation with her and Aaron um, and I didn't think it was a bad conversation at all. And then as soon as she expressed like, oh, I'm kind of feeling Aaron to Moira and Moira like said, well, I'm also feeling him. She kind of backed off and it's just like it really sucks to see because she's like she's going to get her heart broken here because she's like, well, the only person I felt super strongly about is Carrington and Carrington's, you know, trying to decide between two girls that aren't even her. Yeah. So it's really tough to see. I really like Kirsten and it's it's going to be a rough end for her. I, I Yeah. And I just don't know why. Like Carrington must have got deep in her head for her to not be deep in her like, something. um, like for her to not be giving like this a full shot to these new guys because Moira and Aaron are kind of getting on and I feel like uh, they work because they're both very boring see I think that like I so one of my notes and I don't even remember the context of it but I just said how Aaron talks bothers me but Hmm. I found him just like way more outgoing and like engaging. Um, and I kind of just saw him as someone that was like, just trying to find the Avenue, like doing, yep. like doing the Mercedes thing, like just testing the waters with like whoever seemed open. Well, and as a and- guy, Moira is definitely someone that you can make inroads with, even if she is in a quote unquote relationship. Well, yeah, you've literally seen that. And that's like the interesting thing about this show is like these people go in having seen footage of like how they've conducted themselves in like the other relationships. So like they kind of know like the pressure points anyway. Um, But I, I actually just think that I really think that if um, Aaron had gone to Kirsten earlier or maybe if like Kirsten like Kirsten waited too long to kind of like make the connection with Aaron and Aaron just 
quickly saw Moira as like the easier and I I feel disgusting like describing people this way but it's also a game so yep. it's kind of how it works but um it, it yeah it really sucks because I I don't think that I I don't find Aaron quite as like dull as Moira them together is very dull though like <laughs> I don't know the way that they talked about Aaron, like they make him sound very engaging and like exciting and stuff. And like, maybe it just doesn't like translate on the screen, but, um, I don't know. I just, I really think that that could have been something for Kirsten, but if she wasn't feeling it, then, and she didn't act on it fast enough, then that's the thing is when Kirsten and Carrington, like quote unquote broke up. And like, I've had this with like a good friend where like a pretty similar like conversation where she went and she was like, Hey, so like, let's talk. And he was like, Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about like how this is over. And like, um, when like I found my, like, it was already weird. And like, I find myself and it was like, Oh, and Carrington comes with like, oh, well, like maybe in the future, like who knows? And it was like when I was confronted with that with a friend, it was like, nah, like if we're not sure, like I'm good. Like I, we were previously, but like walk away, like I don't waste my time. And I feel like Kirsten is kind of like held on to that hope and it's not really done her any good because ultimately she's just going to end up wasting time and like being in pain over this longer than she otherwise could have been. And it just extra sucks because it's like she's doing this to herself over like a week and a half relationship. Yeah. I mean. And over Carrington. Yeah. <laughs> also and over Carrington. especially over Carrington. Who just. <laughs> what ugh. do people see in like, him? He is very symmetrical. Yeah. He's like aesthetically pleasing. But when I see him. So we see him have these conversations um, and like, forgive me because I am getting ahead of myself, but like he, he goes on this date with Mercedes to, um, you know, because obviously there, there is some physical attraction there and he like wants to get to know her better. And I just like, I feel like every time I see Carrington in the context of like, okay, well now I want to get to know your personality better it's fucking boring. Mm -hmm. And like, I just don't like, I just don't find him. I just don't find his personality very engaging. And I just like, don't understand. Like, is he, maybe he's one of those people because all like all of these guys for the most part are very attractive. I just don't get what it is about him. That is so much more different. And like, like, I don't know. These these girls are digmatized by this man because, like, I just don't get it be- because I just don't see the person. Maybe just because I, like, weigh personality so, like, high in terms of attraction. I just, like, when I see him talk one-on-one with, with um the girls, I'm just like, what do you see in him? Like, it's like, I, it's like, here's that thing, <laughs> too. It's like watching it through a screen. I'm like, what are they thinking? But let's face it. If I was in the villa with Carrington, I would be like probably just as digmatized as all these other women because <laughs> he is very aesthetically pleasing. Would I, mean, I be I'm interested in him probably- as a long term partner? Absolutely not. Would yeah. I be interested in a brief relationship on a TV show provided he wasn't 12 years old? Yes. But he's and 12. Can, 
it's Carrington is not making eyes at us. He is making eyes at them. And I think that that is partially it, but I also think Carrington is fun in groups. He, I think he has like much more of a personality there. And like when he's with his boys, like he's much more willing to like muck it up with them. But when it comes to like one-on-one situations, I have often found myself questioning like, Oh, he's not into this person at all. And I, but when it happens that he's like that with everyone, then I am really not sure how to read him anymore. I'm just really missing something. I don't, I really don't know what it is. Um, you know, it might just be one of those things where you've, you've got to meet him to know, but it makes me sad ultimately for Kirsten to see that she's, you know, still kind of going back to this connection when they literally left separately mm-hmm. and uh, he's already moving on to multiple different girls. Ugh, it's so sad. It is. Um, so they do a competition between the two like villas and we don't have to go through all of it, but there were a few like highlights that I wanted to hit. Um, Mackenzie and Jalen have to have a passionate kiss while at Casa Moore, Connor and Mercedes have a passionate kiss. And Mackenzie literally says she can't imagine Connor having a passionate kiss. Uh. And I'm like, <laughs> they've like been hooking up at least like like they should have been having passionate kisses for the level that their relationship supposedly was at and i just thought that was so cringe they had the hideaway and mackenzie's like Ugh, i can't even imagine <laughs> like you were coupled up with him like, uh, like a Connor, day ago <laughs> a passionate kiss disgusting to me <laughs> which like it is disgusting to me personally but it's weird <laughs> that it's disgusting dis- disgusting to mackenzie at that point well i think it's just that like mackenzie went to the hideaway with connor and realizes that like he doesn't know what he's doing so she can't see him being like you know like sexually forward um with another woman because she's like i had to like lead the way completely in that situation so and that was after several days well and the absolute bare minimum blew his mind yes (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like awkward but the villa does win uh so casa more doesn't get it and the segment ends with Cher being like well maybe you guys need to rethink your girls which i thought was very funny yeah i also like justina's a couple funny moments here where she's like oh like the villa won and someone's like that's us (laughs) like very (laughs) like yeah uh, Go read. Uh, no, Josh is on our team or whatever. Uh, and, her, you know, and then she's like, if I had to apologize to my parents, like they would be like, Ugh, just save it. Like we're over. And I feel like that's me with my parents on this podcast. So ultimately very relatable. <laughs> hey, I'm, wait, are you thinking if your can parents, you imagine if your parents were listening to this podcast? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, Anytime hi, I try to explain. Mr. and Mrs. Scally. Nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> Anytime I try to explain to like my family any of my like reality TV podcasting endeavors, I can tell like that like they just glaze over. They're like, I have no like, mm-hmm. okay, go on with your weird self. Like, yeah, my family doesn't understand what it is. And like my sister actively tries to be like, no, Kirsten you're not allowed to have an ego about any part of this. Let me deflate <laughs> you. 
completely. So it's like a recurring bit where, where I'll like say something. She'll make a joke and I'll be like, well, you know, that doesn't really work for my brand or like, <laughs> oh, I don't think my fans would feel the same way, which is like not how I actually feel, but it's just funny because my sister will be like, can you ever talk to me about having fans again? Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't have any fans. Like, get out of here. You don't have any fans. I'm like, but like, I, it's kind of weird. Like, I actually do. But like, I'm mostly just trying to make you uncomfortable here. It's it's we have interesting family dynamics, obviously. Wow. It's like we're fans. cool. You do, Scally. <laughs> nope. Scally, someone tweeted that Scally. Nope. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait, what? I want to know. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll okay, well, fine. We'll, we'll discuss you. it off the pod. Jeez Louise. <laughs> anyway, Scally has stands, Scally and that's has- the point. Scally has a big fan in Phil T. He's, oh, see, he's I'm yeah, a huge he's, Phil T fan. No, he's like, we've had conversations. He's like, Brian Scally is legitimately like the funniest person. And like, I hope he realizes that. Oh, so, because I feel the exact same the other way. Which is so funny because you guys are like funny in very different ways. So, like, I appreciate that you guys can be <laughs> So there are like me. I don't know what tweets you guys are referring to, but maybe it's like Filthy's burner account or something. Also but. good though. <laughs> I don't think that I've said it on. I don't think I've told this story. Me and my siblings are very competitive. Me specifically, very, very, very competitive. It's, and do so, you like how Scally has to be competitive about how competitive he is there. Can we just can we just take a second to clock the Capricorn jump out? <laughs> I know. I was like, and yeah, okay, this all adds up. <laughs> so we would make my parents rank us in um, everything. Um, oh yeah, and I ranked least funniest, and I will never get over it. So this is, again, therapy. This podcast is therapy. So <laughs> Can you imagine, I would never, ever ask my parents to rank me and my sister because of the crippling fear that they would rank her ahead of me on literally anything and also the anxiety about what would happen to our friendship if they ranked me ahead of her like it's just like I could never deal with that my brother and I are so different that I know very clearly where we stand on things <laughs> that like the ranking would be clear on all categories I know where we stand and it would be Jenny is better than her brother and <laughs> that's a fact they're they're more disappointed in me, but also um, they're like, uh, I don't know, like I I talk to them more or something. I don't know. Like I'm more open, but it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. I'm funnier. I'm definitely funnier. There you go. Jealous. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Scally, I don't know your siblings, but you're definitely funny. So it so. must be pretty funny if your parents, <laughs> your parents have a shit sense of humor. Your parents probably were like. We cannot sit here and tell Brian Scally that he's the funniest because his he won't be like his head won't fit out of the vehicle yeah, anymore. Like they were like, we simply <laughs> no, no, must like knock him down funny. a few pegs, and then well, obviously, Scally, your whole family has to be funny. Like people don't end up funny like you if their family is like right. normal. Okay, um, <laughs> then it's. Trauma and damage is what makes us all funny. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so whatever. I don't understand. I don't know how we got to that point, and I don't remember where we are. We were just therapy. <laughs> yeah, we're just in therapy now. And Jenny is too nice to pull a Mari and be like, "Do that on your own time." <laughs> 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 Which was, and 
iconic so moment of this podcast. Like literally, the whole episode with Mari was just so good, iconic. I that she's so funny and incredible, and we were lucky yeah. to get to talk to her. <laughs> but um, I will sit through therapy because I love it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not surprised by that <laughs> at all. Um, so we also okay. Let's we'll go back to Love Island, I guess. Um, because Fine. we do have like a full two episodes to talk about still. That's good. Um, <laughs> it's only been an hour and twelve minutes. Uh, Fine. Yeah, I mean, what else? What else am I doing tonight? It's only. It's not even nine for me. It's you guys who have the problem. Uh, so at the villa, the girls are talking. They're excited. They won the party, and uh, they talk. This is where Sully and Mackenzie are talking about how differently Mackenzie is acting versus when how she is with Connor. She feels much more herself. Kirsten says she's more fun now, and the guys are like, "Oh, Carrington's gonna pick a new girl that looks just like you and miss you." And Kirsten's like, "And I'll be like, I'm with this guy now, and we're friends, and that's it." And it's like, <laughs> mm, sure, Jan. There is a little bit, I think, to like Kirsten talking herself into that's her best option for her. Uh, like, I feel like she is kind of convincing herself at the same time that like, oh, like nothing's going to come for me. And it's like, oh, you could just be using this time to like be like, no one's talking to Pat. Just go for Pat. <laughs> like, I li- literally forgot Pat existed uh, until like tonight's episode. <laughs> that's, and Pat wasn't even the one who got the least amount of screen time out of these guys. I I, that's, I wasn't lying when I said like half of the guys I didn't even remember that they were there and I don't remember their names because they're clearly not getting into the villa. <laughs> if you're not Jalen or Aaron, like I don't know you. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Almost every one of the women I do feel like got more like equitable screen uh, screen time, but uh, the guys were just like, if you are not getting in, we're not showing you. Oh, completely. And like, I, I mean... I don't know what that says about like, you know, like the the women and how like their like sense of security is in the relationship or what or whether it speaks to the quality of the guys that got brought in. I will say I threw a little shade on Twitter about like the Casa Moore or sorry, the new villa guys or I guess they're considered Casa <laughs> yeah. Moore twist guys um, like being busted. Um once they were like one once we got to see them like in in normal action uh they're not as bad as i thought but mm-hmm. i don't know and i even joked on the last one i was like uh sometimes casa more is like bring in the uh quantity over quality by the end of this i really liked most of the people that we got so i am pretty happy with the casting here okay but like do we know most of the people that we got like come on okay the ones that i like you know the I either like i like what i've seen you know carrington was saying like oh, i know you a little bit i know you will like that's how i feel about them like i like what i've seen but i need them to get into the main villa before i can form strong opinions and I mean, I'm still kind of like upset that like we lost, um, you know, people like Caitlin uh, early in the show. Uh, we saw some social media <laughs> activity. We're done with her. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I need to like find out about Well, that. we can share that with you uh, later. She, anyways, she's over. Okay, <laughs> I'm fine with it. But I was just like, I thought that she was like gonna bring a lot, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then when we got like new people, I was like, really, we're gonna get all these new people. But 
I trust you guys and your judgment. If you have <laughs> the inside track, I will take I will take your word on it. Well, and again, as has been a thread in these podcasts, I will cut anybody at any time for any reason, but we have good reason in that case. <laughs> as if like it took that much to cut Caitlin. <laughs> like, I was yeah. so attached to the night one boot I mean, of season I'll two. Admit, like, <laughs> I was really excited about her on the show and I thought she was going to really bring a lot and then we just didn't get to see that and then I was like, mm, whatever, it's fine. I mean, most most people just end up being disappointed, disappointing yeah. us at some point. So it's I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I had said previously I thought she'd be fun on the challenge. I am amending that to now. I think Mercedes would be fun on the challenge and get her over there. <laughs> I'm in for that. Um, Mercedes, like I like I will give her this. She's definitely like, you know, giving us entertainment like she knows what her role is in this show and she's like trying to make a show of it and she's trying to make sure that she stays on the show and i respect that she is television and she's got a banging body i'm just gonna say that I mean, as if any of these people don't like all these people are just so conventionally they all are. attractive like yeah. there's not even one person where you're like oh this is the alternative person like they're all just like so conventionally attractive it's honestly like hard to watch sometimes it is you're like yeah what like what am i supposed to rest my eyes on other than <laughs> like very very like t- too thin conventionally attractive like it's just it's too much i well, want to look at like, a normal person <laughs> why don't any I- of them have off-white teeth yeah exactly what the hell um well and that was the thing like with with mercedes is that like she like she's like like curvy and like i like but like a very like low end of what someone would call curvy but like you know like she's got like like a bit of hips and so i was like oh okay like i really like her body like um but you're getting a lot of the same thing with these people but like what else are we expecting in like you know a heteronormative uh like dating show (laughs) with all just like conventionally attractive people but i mean it it is what it is. Hey, I mean, there, basically every single guy was like, "Yeah, we are super attracted to Mercedes." So maybe casting needs to reconsider moving forward. With like, I'm, get diverse body types. Always, definitely. I something would love that is to see some for. diverse body types. Love Island. Yeah, no, just, just the more diversity in general. I mean, like. I think that they could do so much more with this if it like weren't necessarily so aggressively like heteronormative, but mm. um, <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe like they need to take us a couple seasons to do it a certain way before they want to test uh, the waters. But uh, I mean, I still appreciate the product that we're being given. <laughs> like it, it is what it is. Exactly. Um, so where were we? They had finally won something for winning a challenge and get a party. So that's good. The, yeah, we get like the girls talking that they're excited about the villa getting a party tonight. 
Oh, I I had a question about this. Like, what is the difference between the organized party and just a regular night? Like, do they just not get booze if it's not like I an organized think, party? I think the organized party, they get either more or different booze. And then okay. they are supposed to dress in a particular way normally. I like know, it's like I, a theme night or something. Like I'm with, curious like, if they're like pumping music in or something where like maybe they don't get music. But like basically... Uh, both villas are having a party. It's just like one is slightly better than the yeah, other. Like, because like, you know, Casa Amor like lost the challenge, but they still like got ready and like had their night and like still had like their own version of a party. And like the the villa party wasn't that different ex- except for they had like champagne flutes and like danced. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like didn't understand the difference. Yeah, it's like both villas we see people in like slightly fancier clothes dancing in slow motion and we have no way to really distinguish between them but you know hey at least they won and they felt like real joy that they had deprived the guys of their own party with these new women um nothing says uh love like wanting your partner to suffer (laughs) (laughs) well if it's not, if they can't be with you. <laughs> I think in a heterosexual dating show, what could be more real than the women wanting their men to suffer if they're not together? <laughs> I mean, very good point. Um, like, if it's not me, then I hope you're having a bad time. <laughs> which, like, and I don't mean to be passing any sort of judgment. I feel like that's the kind of horrible behavior that I would easily display in this situation. (laughs) See, I think I have like a drafted tweet that's basically like, when I say have fun, I mean, I hope it's a bad time without me because like no one should be having fun without me. (laughs) I I relate to that on such a very deep level. I like, I am the human embodiment of like FOMO. Like I hate missing out on, on things with people I care about. Like I want, I don't want you to have fun without me. I want to be there having fun. So I do kind of relate to that a bit, but like, did they not realize that when the other, like, the other villa is ha- like not having a party that like they're still basically doing the same thing like the, their parties are not like drastically different than a regular night <laughs> I don't know I just don't get it it, <laughs> yeah, is it happens a lot um we Aaron says cheers to being the men you can bring home to your families which like barf like Aaron is captain like I'm a nice guy and I'm just like I hate it so much I'm like, you know what really shows that you're a nice guy when you're continually telling us you're a nice guy yeah that's a fucking like yes plus. tell me do not show me if someone tries to show me that they're a nice guy ugh, vomit if someone tells me they're a nice guy well that means they're toxic as hell so obviously I'm interested <laughs> yeah all in baby <laughs> um we also get Mackenzie and Jalen talking about how much they had wanted to kiss and they're happy they finally got to kiss. He says it wasn't just a game. Uh, Mackenzie is struggling because Connor is such a good person, but they have a different connection with each couple. It's just like, it's a lot. It's just too much. I can't stand when people talk about kissing like at a later time, like they're mm-hmm. scheduling a fucking meeting. Like, that is so uncomfortable and like un 
romantic to me where like they're like I uh yeah I'd really like to kiss you in like a situation outside of a game and it's like oh well I really look forward to that I'm like this is it's like so awkward it's like hey so I enjoyed kissing you in a game type setting but I'd like to have a less professional kiss with you so I actually have time at 6 45 for a five minute smooch if you could just pencil me in that would be great and it will be very natural this time because we didn't talk about it and plan it for the future. Like, what? <laughs> like in that situation, I feel like it's like, hey, I really enjoyed kissing you in the game, but I would like to kiss you outside of a game. And the other person's like, oh, Jalen, I'd like to kiss you, too. And then they kiss in that moment. And it's like, oh, my God. Wow. A real kiss. Yeah. Like. I think that that could happen in a way where they don't have to talk about it in such a meta like way that I don't know like just let the like Mm -hmm. you you could even say that in your confessional like I don't know it just like I find that it takes any of like the romance away to like have a very like stern conversation being like I enjoyed that and I would like to do it in a different setting like oh I will see you there like you, oh. the, you guys are already in a different setting yeah, <laughs> like sitting on a couch and like having a conversation like just do it now mm-hmm. I don't know I think that like consent is important and like you know s- sensing whether the other person wants to do it outside of like oh well we had to do this is imp- is like obviously very important but like the way that it's talked about is just so robotic and like ah uh, like but- me like i don't know but to be fair in university i had an acquaintance who is a guy who was not having any luck he wanted to hook up with girls at the bar and it wasn't happening and he was like kirsten i don't know what to do i don't know when it's okay to kiss people and i said well if you feel like it's a moment where you might want to kiss someone just ask them if you could kiss them and he came back to me like two months later and was like kirsten your advice has changed my life. I've kissed so many girls at the bar. <laughs> so like you just could ask people if you could kiss them and like you'll probably I, get good results. And that's the thing is like that's all that Jalen needed to do in that situation being like, you know, like I really uh, like, you know, enjoyed kissing you, but like I didn't love that it was because of a game like and like I don't know, like I I just think that he could have asked to kiss her at that moment yes. instead of being like mm-hmm. instead of like making it weird being like okay we're gonna do it at some point but who knows when like well, you have to keep the mystery alive in a relationship jenny oh, gosh <laughs> um, we also get okay we get moira and aaron talking and like all we ever see from them is like them talking about how they have a good connection. They've caught each other's eye. Um, I feel like we don't really see them getting any deeper than that. But mm-hmm. Aaron's like, well, can we share a bed tonight? And Moira's like, I think that could be arranged. Like, let's try and work that out. I um, guess I feel like this is about how deep Moira and Calvin were going anyway. I feel like this is still deeper than Moira and Calvin. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, is it? Like, I guess. Uh, like, did Calvin and Moira ever actually talk? they spoke but like i mean in that first week this was like about it and maybe they got deeper once calvin knew that america thought they were compatible but before that like it was basically well, like, like hey you're cool okay see you later see, the thing <laughs> so. is is like this like moira and aaron are boring but i can like see that they do like each other whereas with calvin and moira it was like mm, 
I don't see anything. I mean, like for someone who is like, I think the oldest woman in the villa, like Moira's flirting um, technique is like a 12 year old girl to me. Like I, it's just so, I don't know. Like it's just very uncomfortable and like, he 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 like I don't know it's just very juvenile to me which is like fine she has her pace but it's just like it's just very uncompelling to watch because I I like I have issues seeing any chemistry with her and anyone like even when James was around like I don't know I felt like they were more of a thing but like I didn't see any like sparks between them even like I don't know what it is about her but um, everything is just very like skirting the issue Um, and it really just doesn't make compelling television to me but I really think the producers are like the show very much is on the Moira train and like I think like Moira is probably like the best person in terms of like just being a genuine person um on this cast and probably isn't necessarily there um you know just for like instagram followers or exposure i don't know but uh it just seems like the show really likes her because like they they give her a date when i don't think that that was even like the chalk pick in terms of like making interesting television but the show seems like her i just like don't see it with the conversations between her and aaron and like 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 they're they're bonding over uh, you know her making him a grilled cheese like (laughs) and like like you know decorating a cake together like it's just it's oh it's so boring (laughs) they don't talk about anything like literally at least like at least we see some of these other couples like have conversations but like their family and like their values like where like they want to go in life and it's just like they're like he 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 you're cute and i like your smile and also food is a thing like it's just and even when it's food it's a grilled cheese sandwich a grilled cheese sandwich and a and a cake that looks like it came from the sobeys bakery sorry that's a canadian reference i was gonna oh, say i, I don't think scally knows what sobeys is <laughs> no but i was gonna say that i've seen better decorated cakes from grocery stores for sure no question in my uh, notes i said um <laughs> uh aaron like says he's a cake decorator which means he works at a grocery store bakery <laughs> <laughs> like that cake was fucking atrocious well but she did some of it okay so the minute it's not perfect he was able to put some blame on her well that's what we do in this show we put the blame on the women <laughs> well you know it is a microcosm of society obviously exactly. <laughs> Um, what else even do we oh they do tr- like dare or dare at Casa Amor and there's like licking and um, honestly I probably blocked this out of my memory I like at one point the only it. thing I actually remember from this is at one point they're like okay Carrington you have to take any girl around the corner and you could do whatever she you would- want with her and then Calvin goes as long as there's consent, which was the only time I've ever liked Calvin. <laughs> yes, agreed. Like, the, these dares are so crappy, too. Like, it was just mm-hmm. like, what does that even mean? Like, take them around the corner. It's like, okay, well, we don't even, like, the point of it is, like, 
it's a group activity and like everyone gets to see and it's like oh take them around the corner and like do whatever you want like it's so weird and like doesn't even make sense for for the purpose of the game but whatever yeah besides like king of consent calvin i was enjoying carrington being like oh like i, I love casa or i never want to leave like everyone's making out with everyone like it was big like freshmen in their high uh, first high school party vibe <laughs> like, yeah i I wrote down like Carrington loves Casa more because everyone is always making out with everyone. And I wrote, he would love an orgy. (laughs) May I suggest an orgy? Carrington (laughs) is right up your alley. The thirstiest person. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Possibly on the planet. I mean, he's 22. So I guess it all adds up. (laughs) it, It makes sense. It's just a lot, you know? Um, we also get like there's like Kirsten and Deandra Deandra Deandre talk. Uh, I was like, who is that? I was like, what I literally like read it off and notes then, and was like And then we said DeAndre and I still said, Who is that? And I still am like, I guess he played baseball. I guess they had a conversation, but it's irrelevant. Um, so we get Justine and Mike. We just spoke about him more than he's been on yeah, the show. That's, that's we've given him too much attention. Um, Justine and and Mike talk about feeling a vibe Um, Justine says her top two of the new guys are Aaron or Mike but definitely Mike which I feel like is such a wild thing to say to Mike Um, and she is worried about Caleb walking in with someone else which is like ugh Justine no just be with Caleb I I also appreciate we got another it's the blank for me when she has a conversation with Mike about how she like you know loves his dance moves and she's like (laughs) it's the dance moves for me like Justine remains giving us one of these lines per episode it's It's per conversation every, (laughs) every segment Justine is on she has to make one of those references and if she doesn't then that's how you know there's something wrong and she probably didn't come up with that herself. Or it's the she, references like, for me. <laughs> maybe she loses money from her stipend if she doesn't like, <laughs> see it in every... She's time. actually America's player. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Forget the Love Island podcast drinking game. This is what's really happening. <laughs> well, again, uh, for the record, the drinking game we disavowed and we will not be moving forward with it in the interest of not killing our listeners. Yeah, because I, I was would have added it, Justine, it's the blank for me, which would have been devastating. I know I texted Kirsten earlier and I was like, Are we doing a drinking game tonight? And she's like, No. And I said, like, Probably a good idea because I don't want to be blocked out before the podcast starts. Right. Because you know, Jenny's not just going to be like, Oh, I'm going to keep track of this. She's going to do it. And then she will yeah. come in drunk. And like, it's fine because Jenny can handle herself, but I would have been blackout and just not in a place because I can't handle myself. <laughs> um,. There's lots of it making wouldn't have been good. Like yeah, even it, if I can handle myself, it wouldn't have been for the best. It's like just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So there's lots of making out. Whatever. Uh, Carrington and Mercedes start to have a little bit of a spark because oh, Carrington God. is interested in both of them, and they have a quick makeout sesh because Carrington loves making out. 
Yeah, it's his favorite thing. It's still, it's, um, and like, again, just to take a step back, it is so startling to see all these people kissing and touching while in the world. <laughs> I'm like, everyone needs to stay away from me. Like, I'm literally like, I can't believe we didn't always wear masks before. I can't believe I let people used to breathe their air on me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I just like how like little they had spoken because I, it's basically like Carrington and Mercedes, like especially like Johnny was like, oh, like Mercedes, like she's so quick. And so I feel like Carrington really like took that to heart and was like, hey, so and leans in. <laughs> like, yeah, what's my quickest way to I, get um, in this situation? Yeah, I, so I feel like Carrington was really like vibing with Laurel and probably like a normal way and then he heard mercedes is fast and suddenly he's like i'm interested in mercedes they have like an incredibly uncomfortable conversation for me that i thought was really funny um and i think this is like after like this is after they have their makeout um but uh like she she's talking to carrington about how um you know, she was like, she had interest in Johnny, but Johnny is obviously still kind of about Sally. And she says, you're single. So that's a plus for me. It's just like, <laughs> wow, what a compliment. Like, like, what a what a wonderful hey. uh, compliment to uh, Carrington. Like, well, you are single. So I do like that about you. I mean, at least that's a plus for her. Imagine if she was like, you're single, so I'm not interested. Well, I like that it's like it's not a requirement. It's just a plus. <laughs> like and then they were talking about she was talking about like, you know, when she's in a relationship, she's all about that person. And she said, and I quote, I'm a freak for daddy. He's 22. You are damn right you're a freak for saying that. Like that is like that is a little boy. She should have said, I'm a freak for a little baby boy. Like, well, that's what I was gonna daddy. say. Carrington followed it up with like, I I, I could be daddy. <laughs> like, okay. No, like he probably followed it up with goo goo ga ga. Like that's exactly. <laughs> if we're going with pet names, he is baby. He's not daddy. Yeah, Carrington <laughs> is baby, okay? Uh yeah, it's a lot. They make out. Um, it's uncomfortable for everyone because he is a freshman in high school. Um, <laughs> there's like more talk at the villa of like the girls liking these new guys because they bring such a good vibe. Uh, worried about Caleb coming back with a new girl. Um, when Sally kind of shuts that down, she's like, mm, no, Caleb won't be and Johnny also won't be. Sally is queen of confidence, which is like why I stand her so much because she's everything I want to be. She's so positive. She's so confident. Um, like she's literally a ray of sunshine in the villa. And I, I was so wrong about her because in the first episode, I wasn't feeling her. And I'm just like, I just think that she is everything. Um, and I love how she pumps up everyone that she's around. She's just the best. She's a dream. Mm -hmm. I like her so much. Yeah. Meanwhile, I feel bad with the like, again, smashed cut to Johnny and Mercedes. But and then like in this one, Mercedes is like, well, you know, I made out with Carrington. How do you feel about that? Like definitely <laughs> trying to make him jealous to be like, uh -huh. I want to make out with you. Leave that little boy alone. Uh, and just <laughs> and Johnny's like, well, I'm thinking about Sally, actually. <laughs> 
I love she's like, just so you know, I totally have other options. And he's like, oh, great. You should explore the holes. And she's like, oh, <laughs> like, not but I want reaction. you to be mad about that. She's like, <laughs> and we like, need to talk. And he's like, I'm so glad we're talking about how this is over. <laughs> well, and this is everything about how like how Mercedes isn't actually that concerned about finding a person that she's going to have a relationship with after this because like Mm -hmm. biggest red flag to me is if Johnny if you have been watching literally watching the show seeing Johnny and Sully's connection and then meeting him and seeing how you are literally trying to stop him from talking about her like is that the man you want like so say say he ends up choosing you like what makes you think that it's going to be any different with you and then the next like new hot girl let's just say even outside of uh, you know the confines of love island if you guys were to pursue a relationship outside of this like what makes you think that it's going to be any different when he meets somebody else new that is hot like it's i just don't understand like that that just says to me like you actually she she talks so much about like i'm here to actually like find a connection with someone but that makes me feel like you must not be because like why would that be the person you choose when you're you're literally trying to draw him away from someone that he's expressed interest with like you think that that is that you're going to be any different i don't know well and that's what gets me too with uh all the women to this point who have even remotely pursued Connor and talked to him about how he's manipulated and all of this and not taking into consideration the fact that he is a jellyfish with no spine uh, because he's not going to have a spine with you magically. Like he's not going to magically not be like this little puppy dog following around and like I'd, why would anybody actually want that unless they're also toxic as hell and want someone to manipulate? You need Connor Kristen, to pick you for this one ceremony. You said this on the last podcast. I, sorry, I cut out there. No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, Kristen, you said this like you put this so well in the last podcast, where like you know people are are not going to change it's going to take like the kick in the ass of you know things not working out between you and them or like you know like a major breakup or like some sort of like life shift for them to change their ways like it's not as simple as like oh well like this person brought this thing out in me like it's really not like that people are the way they are for a reason and it's not as simple as like oh well I'm a totally different person with this person like it's gonna take a lot more than that so if you're seeing these signs in one person in you know just because it's a different situation like it's not going to change just because it's you yes people will show you straight up who they are and you have to just believe them even though it's really hard sometimes it is i literally lit like this again therapy time like uh, this is a lived experience for me like you like you will be going through an experience with someone and like seeing the things that you want to change in a person and it won't happen until you walked away from it and then you're like well a little too fucking late bud and that's just the way it is why didn't you do that earlier and then none of this would have happened and then it's like but then they wouldn't have gone through the experiences that like shake them up and change things and it's annoying 
It is annoying, but that's just the way it is. So I just don't think that you can like convince yourself that you're going to have like such a different experience with someone because of you. It's like they're the way that they're conducting themselves and handling themselves in a relationship. At least half of that is about them. <laughs> like it's it, like it's not part isn't going to change like overnight just because you're a new variable. And I feel very passionately about this. Drop the mic. <laughs> Anyways, that's right. Uh, ugh, this is so incredible. Um, we also, Kate, Carrington and Laurel shower together. And this is <laughs> after he has then started kind of pursuing Mercedes. He, like, ducks into the shower with her. They uh, definitely are having some in-shower action. Uh, we definitely see like a heavy makeout. Obviously, we can't see everything else that happens, but like, it's just wild to me that he's like, "Yeah, I'm pursuing Mercedes. Let me uh get in with Laurel real quick." Well, especially this is because become... there's a part where there's like people in the bathroom too. Anyway, mm-hmm. this has become a move for Carrington. He did it with Kirsten. Now he's doing it with Laurel. Bring him in the shower. He has but, a shower I mean... fetish. Okay, <laughs> but I like like Cher is like, oh, like, I don't even think they could put that on TV when she leaned out for a second. I'm pretty sure there was a bathing suit like in the in play. So I don't think that anything too crazy was going on here. That's what you think. Mm, okay. Bathing suits. I don't know if you know this. They can come off. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we also get. So the next morning, it's more of Johnny talking about how he feels so strongly about Sally. And uh, then we see Sally being like, I'm the type who'll play it off. Like, oh, he did what's best for him. But I'd be like, OK, bye. So it's just another smash cut uh, of them just setting us up for heartbreak. And it's not OK. I'm. <sighs> it sucks. It's yeah. really hard to watch. Oh, my God. OK. It's- relatable though like i don't remember i don't know where the original quote is from but like the opposite of like love is indifference it's not hate and like that is fully like how i so many people will play it and it's just like oh i don't even care like you're good it's whatever (laughs) like it's relatable um and yeah you're right for sure and then we get moira and aaron and they're like bonding but their level of bonding is I think corgis are cute. Oh my god, really? Corgis are my favorite dog. Everybody likes corgis. That's like the <laughs> least information you could get from anyone is them saying they like corgis because everybody likes corgis. And if someone doesn't like corgis, then at least I guess you learn to cut them out of your life because there's something <laughs> wrong. Like, how can anyone not like a corgi? Yeah, this like is their the little basic legs and their ears. This. Yeah, they're adorable. Um, I mean, I guess you quickly find out if someone is like a dog person or a pet person. But like, this is basically as basic as like, oh, I pizza is also my favorite food. Like, <laughs> and this is what I've been saying about Moira and that like her like conversations with people are just so juvenile to me. Like, it's pure, I guess. Like, if you you if you like that like all American like um you know like sweet 
kind of vibe, then that's great. But like this show is also trash. And so it's like, (laughs) it's just so weird to like be again, watching these people bond over corgis and grilled cheese and a shitty cake like that when, you know, in all of these other situations, there's just like so much more going on. And like, I don't know. Maybe you could argue that all of these other situations are just like heavy, like physical slash sexual vibes. And that like, you know, what Moira is actually doing is like, you know, vibing with someone on a more personal level. But I I haven't again, I said this earlier there. None of these conversations seem really important. Mm, in corgis. Terms of like, yeah, corgis like, and cake decorating are the foundation of a strong relationship. I mean, like, okay, corgis like, are <laughs> everything to some people. Uh, like, but my, like at least like Justine and like and Caleb like talked about like family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen all like other couples have actual conversations about like their career aspirations and stuff like that. And it's just like I, I it's just the least depth you could ask for okay, to me but but some people really like corgis for example <laughs> my sister i was she was picking me up from the airport we had not seen each other in oh six ish months and i walked through the doors out into the airport and she goes did you see that corgi his name is walt and i was like <laughs> yeah what are you i was like what are you talking about well yeah yeah, it was a very cute corgi but she was so excited about this dog that she didn't know compared to her sister (laughs) who is her best friend that is the power of animals (laughs) did you see that corgi his name is walt and i'm like oh you you asked for his name okay uh very proud of you (laughs) so like (laughs) if they both love corgis that much then i can see how that would be a defining moment in their relationship but i don't think they do i don't think anyone likes corgis as much as my sister does Uh, i have a friend who you'll just be like hanging out and like she would be you know six years later like oh i miss walt and it's like you saw him from afar one time in an airport (laughs) once i sent my sister the account for like ovi and hannah's corgi because he's so cute and she said I can't believe you sent that to me. I can't follow that dog. I'll get too emotionally attacked. <laughs> Fair. She said, I can't follow Corgis on Instagram. It's Ugh. true, though. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know Bub the cat. Of like, course I know Bub the okay. cat. Well, some people don't know Bub. Like, I got really emotional when Bub died. And, like, it's a cat I know on Instagram. Like, oh. <laughs> like it's yeah, not a cat I've ever met in my life. <laughs> We've got. We've kind of down the rabbit I mean, hole. I, what are you expecting when you no, ask me to go fault. on the podcast? It's my fault. It's. I, I, know, I really. I, though, I don't think that. I don't know. I feel like I really took you guys off off of track a lot more. No, <laughs> I, I, I mean I've been having a lot of fun, and oh. I don't have a problem with that. I just felt like the pet conversation specifically was taking kind of a downer turn, and <laughs> we should go back to Love Island. What you don't want to? You'd rather talk about? I like Moira saying like we should hang out all day again. Smash cut to Kirsten and Aaron hanging out instead. Which like eh, what? She's like I'm like physically attracted to you, but like also you're a good person. So I don't feel like much more is happening here. I and I just love how there's the idea that any of these people know who is or is not a good person. <laughs> Um, really (laughs) like truly how how would they know 
Um, there's more like back and forth at Casa more about, you know, Calvin asking if the girls would be treating this differently than they are. Uh, Carrington is like, if you're not going to end up with one of the girls at Casa more, you have to just stop and you have to just like go back to the person that you have been with. And why is Carrington the voice of reason? (laughs) Like what's going on? I mean, I think that we've been told repeatedly that he is mature for his age. And this is the first we've seen of it. <laughs> I, I it had to show up at some point, I guess. Like, yeah. You can't keep telling us that without showing us something to back it up. That's fair. Um, and then we get at the villa, the girls talking and Moira and Kirsten talk about Aaron uh, and this is where Moira's like, I'm in on Aaron, but like, don't stop because of me. And Kirsten's like, no, nah, I care about our friendship more. I'll pull back. It's fine. And Mackenzie's like, the only way we lose is if we don't stick together. Which is like, Mackenzie, these people hated you two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, she obviously doesn't recognize that. Uh, but I'm just wondering if a product of all of this at the end, if. Mackenzie and Connor are still both there and either together or in different relationships. If this will result in people actually telling Mackenzie what goes on with Connor when she's not there for once. Uh, I think the women might, but I don't know how many of these guys are going to be. Oh, the guys won't. Yeah, I mean, I do like, you know, Mackenzie, like queen of feminism popping up again, but (laughs) otherwise, I don't think much is going to change moving forward. I mean, they they have like acknowledged that she's more herself when she's not with or she's more fun. They like her more when she's not with Connor, Um, you know, like whether that's going to get piped up again if they end up back together or not. Like when she's back to her old ways where they're just kind of a downer together. I don't know. It's yet to be seen. But um, I agree that like you're way more likely to get that honesty from the women than the men um, because they're just going to go back to, I don't know, just kind of like avoiding the issue and just being like yeah man like she's just kind of manipulating you and not kind of letting him take any accountability for his own position on it but what are you gonna do Mm. (laughs) what are you gonna do (laughs) there's also okay so calvin and caleb talk which i feel like they came in together and we haven't really seen them interact all that much but maybe I just blocked yeah. that. I don't know. Oh, we get a little bit, but I feel like we are lacking a little bit in the uh, same sex friendship, uh, you know, division this year, maybe because the couples are such a mess in themselves. But I do feel like Calvin and Caleb have been flagged up as like, you know, a little bit of a bromance. I love that's my favorite part about when someone gets um, dumped from the island is like when everyone gets um, emotional about like the friendships. Uh, I love a good like bromance, bro friendship. Like when Jeremiah got eliminated, like I was very emotional seeing like how <laughs> they all felt about each other. Like that's my favorite part because you don't they don't express it as much until like those situations. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really feel like these two like we haven't seen a lot of conversations from them, and we have this like 
weird situation. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear that. Um, we have this weird situation where, like, they have a conversation about um, mutual interest in share. Um, that's like the the great part of Love Island is that you have like so, people that are like friends and like having to acknowledge their mutual interest in like the same person. Like, very. I mean, I guess like the bachelor franchise is just like that. But um, I just think that that's such like an interesting dynamic that you don't see a lot in real life um, friendship. So seeing how people navigate these situations where like they're friends and uh, they have, you know, conflicting interests in terms of like their romance. And in some situations they just say like, okay, like that doesn't change how I feel about you as a friend. And like, we'll just see what happens. And in other situations we see like, you know, a Kirsten stepping back and saying, okay, Moira, you go for it on this one. Like our friendship is more important, but um, we kind of see with like, uh, Caleb and Calvin that they you know uh, Caleb kind of steps back and says okay if you're feeling faith like yeah that's cool yeah that's that's definitely one of the the best parts of it and I wish we saw a little bit more about it I was watching a TikTok last night and someone was like a bromance is the most pure representation of love on this planet (laughs) and it really resonated I have shed like a single tear to like friends reuniting across the country on TikTok. <laughs> like it is definitely a, you know, a favorite genre of mine. Uh, color me shocked. <laughs> um, so yeah. And Caleb goes on about how uh, she, she, he likes Justine and thinks that she is a wonderful woman is what I was trying to say. Uh, and feels like he clicks with Justine, doesn't want to mess with that. And so uh, Calvin and Cher are, well, Calvin's going to talk to Cher. Obviously, Caleb doesn't get to decide what Cher wants, but gets to decide that he's not pursuing her anymore. Um, there's also Kirsten and Jalen talking. Uh, she talks about how she has friend vibes with everybody. And Jalen's like, what would happen if you don't choose anyone? And Kirsten's like, well, I can't take this opportunity away from a guy. Like, I have to pick somebody. And it's like they're they're queuing up over this episode. Just like, what's what's Kirsten going to do? I feel like that's going to be what they show as one of the more dramatic things. Not as dramatic as Johnny and Sally, but it's like up there. So this is something that I'm not clear on because I will expose myself as a Love Island casual and I have not seen the UK version, although I'm, I've been told multiple times by people even outside of the RHAP universe that I need to. Um, so it, let's say that, uh, that Mackenzie doesn't pick um, Jalen. And and she has like her choice before Kirsten. Is there an opportunity for Kirsten if she knows that she doesn't have any particular like romantic feelings for any of the guys left? Is it up to her for her? Like, does she potentially pick someone um, that she just thinks will have a good opportunity Mm -hmm. in the villa? And like, is is are we potentially seeing her maybe picking Jalen? I don't think she's going to end up picking Jalen, but uh, I mean, everyone is up for grabs until they're taken. So if let's say Kirsten had the first pick, she could take Jalen if she wants. Uh, But, you know, if Mackenzie passes over Jalen, he's 
all Kirsten's for the taking, but I really took this as like Jalen being like pretty genuine. Uh, and cause I was like, is he seeing Mackenzie like starting to stray and finds this as like a way to get in? Cause that's always with Casa more or just with right. any new person, like a little bit of a question, yes. but for him to basically be like, do you think that like, obviously you want Carrington at this point. And do you think that by not choosing any of these guys, that's going to make it better for you where he very easily could be like, Oh, like you could talk to him later, but like pick one of my buddies to stick around and he's not doing that. So that makes me think that Jalen is being more genuine overall in this experience. I completely agree. And that is why in this part of my notes, I wrote, I really like Mm Jalen because I, he did actually come off. I, I just love the way that he, my favorite, okay, I keep saying my favorite thing about these things, but like <laughs> one of my favorite things is the like platonic, um, like male female relationships here where like you see two people that you know they're not pursuing each other and they're just like giving each other advice on like how to like navigate the situations just because like they just seem like more genuine conversations to me without an agenda. Um, And that was a situation where like, you know, whereas like someone like Aaron, you know, maybe was really just testing to see like what was the most open door with Jalen, you know, Kirsten was obviously the most single person there. And he, he truly I saw in this conversation was just having a real conversation about her situation and not using it as an opportunity to try to help him or one of the other guys. Um, and my opinion on Jalen over these three episodes, like went up drastically because mm-hmm. I went in being like, what I don't, I don't care for this human, but um, came out being, you know, quite a big fan. Yeah. When you tell me you're the bad boy, I'm going to believe you for at least the <laughs> beginning. But uh, I feel like he's come off as like one of the bigger softies. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like him. Uh, I do worry a little bit about him uh, getting Kirsten's hopes up in terms of like, I don't really think that Carrington is ever coming back single. And how many no. times is he going to end up reconnecting with her? I don't feel like that's particularly likely. So I feel like, again, as Kirsten is convincing herself that like she doesn't like any of these guys, I feel like Jalen maybe also didn't help. Yeah, it's I feel like though he's probably getting a vibe from her of like oh, she really wants to go in on the Carrington and like how can I be supportive here because they obviously do have like a friend type bond and I think he is just trying to be a good friend. Sure. And he doesn't know Carrington to be like, yo, this is not going to happen. Definitely fair. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I think that for Kirsten, like, I don't know how much of her is actually like banking on him coming back single or just, you know, like succumbing to like her fate in this situation being like, you know, and she even says, like, I'm not going to force something here. And just, you know, seeing the the five guys that come in and being like, there's nothing here that I can really see happening. And I'm just going to, you know, go back single as like a act of faith. If Carrington does come back single, then that's like a good sign to him. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I had however many episodes on this show and that's it is what it is. Um, That's kind of what I'm thinking. It might be at this point because I do really think that she could have, you know, 
if she was really concerned about making sure that she was going to stay in the situation, um, she could have like tried a little bit harder with some of these guys, maybe like pushed back on the Aaron thing or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I think that she's just, uh, I think she's just being really genuine, which I actually really like respect about her that she's like not going to force feelings with someone just to stay on the show a little bit longer. Yeah. I feel like I always really like, the normally the woman who like has trouble connecting and is on the show for a while but like doesn't necessarily always get um their way like one of my absolute favorite couples the only person i still follow from any love island season is from um one of the uk seasons and she had so much trouble like connecting with the men and then just the right man came in and now they're married and they have a really pretty house and two dogs and like i love them I love that. Yeah. I, I hope that is going to be like Justine and uh, Caleb's story because she talks about in this episode near the end. I think it's like near the end of the Friday episode where she's like, I've never been anyone's first pick. So this is like mm-hmm. high anxiety for her. And like, I hope that this is a happy ending for her. I am so excited to see Caleb and Justine reunited yeah, and her yes. reaction to him coming back without anyone and vice versa. Like, I'm very happy. It's, I think it's going to be so, like, reaffirming for both of them and it's mm-hmm. going to be magical. Incredible. Um, the last thing I want to queue up from the Thursday episode, because yes, it's been over two hours and we're only talking Oh my episodes. god. <laughs> um, but I feel like we'll zoom through the Friday one, so I'm not yeah. yeah. It wasn't a lot, I feel like. Yeah. Um, like I feel like we've already touched on a lot of the Friday episode. We just like kind of drew it mm-hmm. through. So, like I'm not that worried, but um the one thing I want to queue up is at the end of the Thursday episode, Connor talks about how he is all in on Mackenzie. He misses Mackenzie. Can't wait to be back in bed with her. Um, and there's also the conversation where Johnny is like, mm, I think that Mackenzie might pick someone else because America voted you least compatible. And if she does, I'm going to call her a hypocrite. And it's like queuing up more drama and like stress for this recoupling. Mm-hmm. I feel like generally people know, though, that like longstanding couples do better in the vote. Uh, almost every time. So I feel like Mackenzie can't win. Like if she picks Connor, then, oh, she's like game playing and trying to stay longer. If she picks, um, if she picks Jalen, then like, oh, she is like ditching what wasn't working and going for something else. Whereas I feel like maybe Johnny is game playing a little bit where uh, it was so like hot and heavy with Mercedes immediately that like, how quickly that de-escalated. I don't know if it was like a sudden realization or it was like, Oh crap. I was in a really good spot with Sally and I could be jeopardizing that. I can't, I can't, I can't even cope with that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not as cringe as Connor knowing Mackenzie's not going to like almost definitely not going to pick Connor. And he's like, Mr. Gus misses his mommy. Oh my (laughs) God. I can't wait till we're all back in bed as one big happy family. I would like like to propose that we ban the M word from this podcast moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. I, I, all I wrote was, oh my God, stop. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have Jalen and Mackenzie with Mr. Gus and then Connor gets like the Corgi spot at the bottom of the bed. (laughs) (laughs) No, he'll be in a trundle bed as discussed in the last podcast. (laughs) 
Wild trundles <laughs> would be great for this. Uh, right? It would be incredible. Uh, so the Friday episode, Carrington gets a date and chooses Mercedes. And Laurel is like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, we just yeah. were in the shower together last night. Laurel is too good for Carrington. Well, I, I mean, everyone is too good for it. Carrington. Well, I know. I know. But like, I like I'm on her side in this moment because, you know, she's feeling burned. Um, but I like I just feel like they're a weird couple in the first place. Um, I don't know. I think that just because there's so many like in this stage of the show, because there's so many people, there's two different like islands they're not islands um but like there's just so much going on that like i'm missing some important context with couples and i just like i besides seeing um laurel and carrington make out a few times like i don't understand the connection again but i've been saying this about carrington and everyone because i just don't think that his personality is that impressive um and i really only see him making out with people and saying like oh yeah well people find him attractive so of course they're going to be interested in him but i feel bad for laurel because she seems like a really sweet girl and that's gotta suck when you get there and you've been all about this guy and he's been all about you since you got there and now suddenly he's taking out some other girl when you're expecting it to be you it's funny because like you like you said like i feel like we don't know anything about laurel but i know i didn't see her with carrington like she also did not see herself carrington right so uh but i still not knowing her like i feel like i like her i don't know so i feel definitely bad for her here uh it's like she has like a good attitude about it where she's like just because like i thought i had something solid doesn't mean like i'm owed anything more than like any other girl in this villa which like is the right attitude but at the same time uh yeah when mercedes was like using carrington to make johnny jealous seemingly earlier maybe laurel has the uh better intentions with carrington i don't know it's hard to like like for sure say one way or another but at least the vibes of the show is trying to portray well and especially too because like we didn't get to see laurel really at all like she's been pretty invisible other than like a couple of spikes Mm -hmm. and so it's like how are we to say if she and carrington would make a good or bad couple when we like it's obviously just not a relevant storyline and because they have so much going on and they were like, leave that on the cutting room floor. Like, maybe they've had a bunch of great conversations and they actually get along really well, but it's just not how things are going. So why would they show us that? And that's the issue with, like, this stage when they're when they literally double the cast and, like, they now have to, like, you know, telegraph all of these different relationships that, like, you're just not going to see, like certain conversations if it's not compelling I guess I don't know but uh yeah I just like I just really didn't see it so it didn't shock me that uh Carrington takes Mercedes because that's obviously like the better television choice Mm -hmm. um never shocking to me (laughs) but yeah (laughs) I don't know I just feel like (laughs) Laurel's too good for Carrington they're all too good for Carrington Mm. Yes, that's a running theme of this podcast is the women are too good for the men. <laughs> right? Uh, and like on their date, uh, Carrington like 
tells her or tells uh, Mercedes that he's only had two girlfriends, which is like not abnormal when you're fucking 22. Like, <laughs> why? Like, like, how is he acting like that's like some big deal? It's like, yeah, yeah, you're 22. You had what? Maybe one in you were like one in high school and one in college. Like, how? How is this like a big deal? <laughs> right, yeah, you're right. I did not pick up on that, but that's bizarre. He said it like he it made him special. Like, I don't know. Mm, sorry, Carrington, you're not that special. I also have this bias with people where like, <laughs> you know, like once I've decided that I'm not a fan of them, like everything they say, I'm like, mm, <laughs> like you idiot. <laughs> so <laughs> that also could be some of that coming through. But I, when he said like, oh, I've only had two girlfriends. It's like, yeah, you're 22. That's to be expected. It's like, how many girlfriends do you think you should have had, Carrington? Yeah. That's what I would like to know. <laughs> um, We get also... While they're out on the date, Laurel is like, oh, I like Carrington a lot. And Caleb is like, well, you should probably say something. Because <laughs> Caleb is like, is like a good guy. And Laurel's yeah. like, um, well, I hope I'm not getting thrown away just for sexual attraction. And it's like, I mean, you were in the shower with him. Like, there's obviously some sexual attraction with you mm-hmm. guys as well. Like, you could probably do a little more to make this work. But, like, maybe she couldn't. Because, again, with the whole, like... Kirsten Carrington Lauren thing Kirsten didn't really do anything wrong Carrington just decided he wanted the new hotness and it didn't really matter what Kirsten wanted at that point he was like ready to move on so yeah I I feel like just like a pattern with him I feel like Carrington is on a reality show and is going to live the entire time like taking as much advantage of as he can of being on a reality show and he's just like always was going to get to know other people and like it's not about Laurel or about Kirsten like it's just like okay there's a new shiny object and I should jump at it yeah and like as as long as they're showing attention back to him then it's like something he's going to entertain um I mean I do think that it's interesting um I don't know. I think maybe part of the reason is that like he's already had like the breakup with Kirsten um, and he's also not around her. But I do think that it's interesting, um, you know, how he's handling the situation with Laurel and uh, Mercedes in comparison to like when he was coupled up with Kirsten and uh, Lauren showed up um, that he's like really weighing both of them equally it seems at least from the show although later in the episode does he not did i hear this wrong i swear he said i do like you way more than her to um laurel about mercedes did i hear that wrong i don't know they had a conversation at one point and he basically in the same breath, you know, says that he isn't sure what he's going to do yet, but then also tells Laurel that he likes her a lot more than he mm. likes um, Mercedes. I feel like I, I it was remember for me to record it. <laughs> I, feel I like, thought it was weird. <laughs> I feel like I remember him saying, like, I obviously know you a lot better. Maybe that's uh, what it was. And I heard yeah. it wrong, but I was like. I don't know. I thought I thought that was interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Carrington's definitely like making the most of his time on TV. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he said, I'm on TV for 15 minutes and I will enjoy all of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also like, uh, I don't know, Calvin and Cher are like a pretty boring couple to me, but it seems like they like each other. Um, Moira <laughs> and Aaron also get a date. And I don't remember what happens on this date, but they had fun. They ate fruit, and uh, Aaron shared that his favorite fruit is cantaloupe, which he's a confirmed is, psychopath. Like it's the, that is the <laughs> wildest thing I've ever... Like, I... If someone's like, yeah, I eat the cantaloupe in the fruit salad, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Uh, let alone, it's my... Is your favorite? Like, we... <laughs> When when we order um, breakfast from this place here and like I'll get like the fruit with it and it's like really good fresh fruit. And I specifically request no melon because I think cantaloupe and honeydew are like the most They're disgusting so fruit gross. in the world. Like literally. So <laughs> for your favorite fruit to be cantaloupe, I that is a red flag. Like, okay, so when I was in sequester, I would get, like, fruit salad with my breakfast every morning, because it's just, like, an easy thing when you have large groups of people to feed. And it had pineapple, watermelon, grapes, and then cantaloupe and honeydew. And I don't even like watermelon, but I would eat the watermelon, and I would eat the pineapple and the grapes, and just, like, not the honeydew or cantaloupe ever. I love watermelon, but the other two are trash melons to me. And I just thought, like, for them to include that in the scene, again, it's like we're missing well, any that's... connection between Carrington and Laurel besides them making out in the shower. <laughs> but we're finding out what Aaron's fucking favorite well, okay. fruit is and how he decorates a cake. So like, there's, I'm sorry. There's this podcast and it's called The Honeydew. And it's interviews with people who have had like really hard lives about like the bad shit. And it's called The Honeydew because nobody likes honeydew. I'm, and so I'm just like this whole thing is just wild to me. Also, that's like it's a, like a pretty good podcast if people are looking for something deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am actually. So. Turn it off to Connor. He definitely is always yeah, Connor in for a deep would conversation. Love it. Connor is like, yes, I want to hear this story. Him and Mr. Gus love a good <laughs> yes. story. Con- Connor is like, let me listen to this two-hour podcast about someone who spent their twenties addicted to math. Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> He puts it on 0.5 so it lasts longer. <laughs> now, well, that we all know is that the it- wildest move. That's even more wild than liking Honeydew. <laughs> I do like with Aaron, though, like we said, like the just like, okay, ask for the kiss move. I like where he takes it a step further and it's like, can I hug you? And then he like pulls her up to a hug stand and then kisses. It was like, you guys were just sitting right next to each other. You're like, didn't need to do this I, I honestly thought she was gonna like fuck up her knee again <laughs> <laughs> no, can like, you imagine <laughs> her like her leg like buckled underneath her like the whole thing the hug was uncomfortable <laughs> the kiss was uncomfortable and her leg literally like buckled under her and I was like oh god she's gonna injure herself again <laughs> like <laughs> that would be so funny like she just gets off her crutches and she's like mm, back in back on them actually now i need the scooter that would be <laughs> hilarious um but yeah they come back from their date and everyone's like did you kiss and they're like yeah and they think they're compatible i don't even know like whatever i'm asleep um, yes <laughs> and then carrington and mercedes come back and Carrington's like, oh yeah, I'm so open to both because of course he is because he's Carrington. Yeah. Caleb is like, you know, you could go back to Kirsten. Wait, to which Carrington says, yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I am the king of options at this point. Like, like everyone wants move me. Move over, Kim Spradlin. Carrington yeah. likes worst, options. <laughs> I felt the worst about when um, Laurel is like doing her makeup and Mercedes walks in and she's like, just so you know, it was a really good date. And like, he just told me how much he likes me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like, you're really trying to put her off. This. She oh, wants I, to get into the villa. Yeah. Here's the thing. Just, I like, I really value like what these people's uh, opinions are of each other. Like, and I'm just like dying to find out like what all of these girls think of Mercedes when this is like over because I'm like trying to understand that like it's a game, it's a TV show, and she's trying to get into the villa. But like, damn, girl, like the way, the way that she's like, you know, kind of like handled herself with some of the other girls. Like I feel so, I felt really bad for Laurel in that moment where it's Mm -hmm. like, you can have that conversation. You guys can like acknowledge that you have a interest in the same person and that it's like a tough situation that you're both in and that you're basically like, you know, trying like you're essentially competing without really like, you know, being against each other. But like, I just felt like Mercedes was kind of like turning the knife in this and I I didn't like it and I really want to like Mercedes and give her like some some credit in the situation but it is just like I'm dying to find out what these girls actually think of her when this is over whether like how much of this is just like the edit um but yeah well that's why I want her in the main villa because that's when we'll find out like exactly once you're a main cast member that's when we hear about it but uh like uh, she's giving me everything I want in that. Like I want people to come in here and be aggressive and like cause mess and like not be, you know, sitting back. Cause there are definitely people like, you know, the half the guys that I don't know anything about. Whereas Mercedes is like making something for herself. She's not wasting her time, but when it literally like Laurel could be like, Oh yeah, it was like a slap in the face. It's like, yeah, he actually said that it was on purpose. Like <laughs> she's just like doing it. To like the extreme extent and just nagging her. Exactly. So, <laughs> the only acceptable end is for them to date instead. Right? That's what I'm saying. I was like, this would be so much better if this wasn't like so aggressively like heterosexual. Yeah. Right? Like a hundred percent. Um, there's also so Sally and Mackenzie have a really good conversation um where Sally, you know, is excited for her man to come home. Uh, and Mackenzie is she's nervous and she's wondering, like, why do I get all the blame for issues like Connor went on a date? Connor told me he wanted to be like my boyfriend and then flip flop back and forth like twice. Like, why? Why is this on me? Which I'm glad to see that actually expressed because why is it on her? I mean, while I uh, I understand and recognize that point, like the way that she said this was like he's the one who went on a date and it's like yeah he, like he didn't have a fucking choice you know well, yeah, what I mean? the like, date the date sure everyone she, has but to go the on way dates. that she said it made it sound like he like he asked her on the date it was like america chose for that date to happen like it didn't even have, like what was he gonna do like he had to go do that um but i i do agree that i i think that a lot of the narrative is that like oh Mackenzie controls connor blah 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 and like I said earlier, you know, it is a it is a combination of both of them. It's about, you know, you know, Connor making putting himself in a situation where he 
is easily controlled and, you know, her being the type of person that like she's very assertive in what she wants. And I don't know, but I don't think that we can really blame, you know, Connor for going on a date that he had nothing like to do with it was all a vote but mm-hmm. i had the same reaction um obviously not having the luxury of like rewinding um i couldn't double check but i do think i don't know if she was just like adding on a point that wasn't fully there or if she was like connor's the one that went on a date and told her on that date so i don't know if it was just like setting up when he did something or it was like he went on a date and he did you know what i mean like was there where was the comma in the sentence uh because like it is valid of her saying like he said that he wanted to be like Mackenzie's uh, boyfriend and then actually never mind. And then, Oh, I want to do it more special. And then actually never mind. So like she is right in that Connor has done a lot of this and actually like, well, yes, Mackenzie has been um, like very uh, maybe overbearing. Other people would say with Connor, he's also like we've said, gaslighted her throughout and i've seen a lot of people like feel bad for connor and while i do see him in like a very sympathetic light and i do feel i i think with connor i don't think that he i think he knows he's lying but i think when like he is in the moment it does come across like he really is totally dumbfounded and i don't know what to do oh my god i'm so nervous and so like i feel a little bit bad that he is consistently just like unable to deal with it but at the same time like he is not a child. He can handle himself. And by how he's acted, like Mackenzie's not wrong for proceeding like she is. I think that this couple will end up together after this and it will fail and they'll learn a lot from it. And it'll be better for them both going forward. And that like literally everyone else in the world that that they should work through their personal issues in therapy and <laughs> not put these things on each other um i really think that that is ultimately what's going to happen with this situation i think that there is a a bond that they have and they're going to use each other as a learning experience relationship where they get something out of it at the end in in therapy or on the love island podcast exactly (laughs) which is also therapy. Um, so then it's the next morning and Justine had a dream that the guys were coming back, but she woke up right as it was Caleb's turn, which is like so dramatic. <laughs> uh, and then it's like countered with Aaron and Moira decorating a cake together, I guess for breakfast, which I support. <laughs> and it's like Moira's like, oh, my cakes are so ugly. So this is a perfect match because you can make a cake not ugly, but then they do it together and it turns out bad still bad yeah well i'm saying like the standards at the grocery store for the cake like this isn't any cake boss shit you know like <laughs> like you're getting the little rosebuds around the the perimeter and happy birthday grandma on it like you're not getting any fancy shit um yeah so. but there's two spelling mistakes like it's, it's definitely <laughs> exactly happening. it's like um for my sister's birthday this year we got her an ice cream cake and it was really cute and then when we were driving home, a pedestrian darted out and we had to slam on the brakes and a lot of the oh, icing no. ended up on the plastic over top of the cake. But oh, that's no. the cake that you get from the store when it's here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, I think that 
there, there is some sort of metaphor for the relationship there. So it remind me of when my dad was a little kid and my grandma got him a bunny cake, which was the Playboy bunny cake that was the oh, available at the store for oh, his childhood birthday. I do like that you started that story with this reminded me of the I time as if you had been there. Okay, of the I story. I had the same thought. Of like, the story. No, yeah, no, it's a great story and as you told it, it made sense. But the way yeah. you brought it, it was, okay. I was like, wait, was Scally there when his dad was a little kid? Is Scally like a reincarnation of someone? Like, what is I happening here? It was like when long ago. It was like when Aaron said that she became an uncle at six years old which is like that's supposed to be like significant is like oh yeah like <laughs> like how are you really an uncle role like i guess like you are literally an uncle at six but <laughs> <laughs> i think we need to ask matt gagan how that relationship works Ooh, fair. <laughs> um, he has good insight into uh uncle aunt niece nephew type relationships uh that's and i guess no one would know but he had a very funny take on Twitter. That's what this is relating to. Anyway, follow, follow Matt Gagan. Follow at MattyFresh24. It's fine. Uh, so Carrington is still 50-50 on the new girls. Uh, Calvin is interested in Cher. Caleb wants to go back to Justine. Johnny wants to go back to Sully and feels bad about going like wild on the first night. Uh, then Connor's just like, I'm going back to Mackenzie, and if she picks someone else, it's going to hurt real bad. I'm like, ugh, get over it. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to like, I, I can't help but feel like I know that like this is a combination of both of them. So, like, at least 50% of the blame is on Connor, if not more. And so, but in that moment, like, I am going to feel bad. <laughs> like, it's. We it's- all know that Connor is going to like stab into Mr. Gus and rip out the <laughs> stuffing from him and write a fucking poem about it. Like, <laughs> uh, like we all, if that, if that truly happens, this is what we're going for because like, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> when, He's going to be hurt. <laughs> when Scally said that he would feel bad in that moment, uh, there's a gif from Pose of someone saying, I would never feel bad for any man, and that's how I feel. <laughs> uh, I The one thing I want to touch on is, like, how all of these people are talking about how oh, this person really challenges me. And it's like, how the fuck are you being challenged when you've known each other for three days and all you guys do is hang out and tan? Like, what is, like, challenging about this situation for you? Like, I just... I, Sometimes this is stringing so three words together is challenging, okay? So having a conversation know, can be up. hard. <laughs> <laughs> and you have like Connor's the only like we said Connor's going in for the deep conversations and Mackenzie's like Ugh, no <laughs> like get me away so I don't know if that people are actually being challenged or they are just deciding who they ended up liking better or maybe they're projecting that they want to be on the challenge mm. <laughs> bring shit there. they're trying to like make the challenge think they want them they're manifesting yeah. um, there's also so Calvin and Cher talk and I think it's so funny because Calvin's like I want to pursue this and Cher's like we've talked two times what? but I'm, I'm down <laughs> yeah we talked two times and so he's two just times like we talked, we're great. 
And he's just giggling, and she's like, "So I make you nervous?" And he's like, "I, I, just, I, I don't know. I guess so. Like that's that. If that's their two conversations, she's like, "Ugh, I didn't even have to try, and I'm getting into this villa. <laughs> like that yeah. is all that's happening." Imagine having that power. She's like, "I can't wait to get into the villa and for new men to come in." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I don't even know. Moira's like conflicted about choosing Aaron versus going back with Calvin. And Mackenzie gives good advice of like, well, what if he comes back with someone else? Don't take it personally if he does, because obviously Mackenzie can see what we all see, which is that they are not together. Like, I mean, whether Moira picks Aaron or Calvin is the least compelling storyline right? of the like, season. I just, again, I'm asleep, but it seems like the show is really propping it up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they are very, like, they really care about this. And I think they think that we do. Um, I, I'm sorry. I don't speak for everyone, but I just don't. I just don't care. I'm well, sorry. especially when it feels like at the end of, I feel like they both kind of know uh, Calvin more so than Moira. Uh, like, at a certain point, it's like, how do you not know? And so it does feel a little bit like at the end of their confessionals, it's like the same thing they would do on Big Brother. Like, okay, can you say that one more time, but say that you are also missing, you know, the other person at the end. So it just seems like they're kind of, you know, being forced to seem torn for TV. There was one confessional of Moira's where she is talking about how much she likes Aaron and it seems so genuine. And then she's like, "Uh, but, you know, it's really 50 50 for me. <laughs> exactly. It was like it, that was in the Friday episode. It was so obvious. It's the 50 50 for me. It's the 50 50. <laughs> uh, I also really like. Okay, so Kirsten and Pat have a conversation. And this is the only time Pat's been on screen all week since he walked in and I said, I think he's hot. <laughs> he must be toxic. Um, and he's like, I'm having fun. Uh, I'm attracted to you. And Kirsten's like, I don't know if I should pick someone to give them a shot or send a big message to Carrington. And it's like, literally, she feels so little for Pat that she's like, maybe I'll just end up going home because of this. <laughs> well, like, it seemed like Pat, like, you know, showed up and forgot the show that he's been on and the point of it. And like, I can relate to that because I forgot Pat was on the show. Like, <laughs> like, like this conversation you too. <laughs> is all that he was on since Tuesday. It's that's insane. Yeah, he's had a little bit of like trying with Kirsten, and she's like, "Yeah, but I like Carrington." He's like, "Okay, bye." So I well, guess if that's like all you're getting, it's probably easy to forget about it. Like, go have a more fun conversation somewhere else. But uh, like, I do think Pat is the number one contender for like if Kirsten is picking a friend to stick around. But I just don't see it happening for him. I mean, at least they showed conversations between the two of them. But like, besides this one, the other conversation they had was while Sally was braiding her hair. Like, they weren't even alone. Like, it was, like, not even a private conversation. Like, I I don't know what, like, what we've been missing, but uh, can't be much. I don't know. It can't, it can't be, right? Can not be much. Us, they're showing us all this other garbage. Yeah, well, <laughs> because Kington and Mercedes are so sexy and hot that why would they show us anything else? Yeah, gotta show us <laughs> Eight million confessionals about how attractive they are. Nothing about their personality because who cares, right? Do they have one? We don't know. (laughs) 
doesn't love, matter because they're hot. <laughs> I love how she's just using, like we've said, people were just saying the challenge to try to get on there. Like she is just using like words in his ear to like, okay, you're going to think this about me. She's like, it's so hot and sexy when we're hot and sexy, looking hot and sexy in the sexy hot move over there, you know, isn't it? <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Carrington is like, someone said sex. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I but, do and, recognize this word. And Mercedes is like, I'm not going to fake anything. Like, uh, <laughs> if it means getting in the villa, I don't know about that. I think mm-hmm. that uh, she would fake whatever it, it took to get into the villa. And I respect it. As these people should. You don't want the 50 Instagram followers. You want the thousands. Especially when you're like coming in halfway through the season like at this point the chances of you finding someone that you have spent enough time with to have like a lasting relationship outside of the house like or the villa um you might as well just go to have like the biggest impact you can at this point so i do respect it that's you're just working with the hand you've been given at that Mm -hmm. point yes and then it's just like kate are any of these conversations, do you think, are, like, super relevant, Scally? I feel like it's all just a bunch of the same over and over and over again. There is a lot of the same. I do like the Mackenzie and Jalen conversation yes. where Jalen's like, I'm just so interested to see how the dynamic is going to change. Like, he's so confident that he's going to be here to see the dynamic change mm-hmm. that, like, it really tells me that even though, yes, Mackenzie is a little torn and I do think it could still go. The I don't think it's going to. But, like, there's that 5% chance or whatever. Like, I'm not, you know, saying that Connor and Mackenzie are drawing dead here. Uh, I do like for Jalen to be like, wow, it's going to be so interesting when I'm still here in a couple days so and Mackenzie's like yeah I thought I would be nervous and like I'm the least nervous person here so that makes me think that like they are really set this is happening well and she like kind of acknowledges like later like I don't know she spends so much time saying how um like how much better her vibe is with Jalen and then like she just comes back around to being like but uh Connor just kind of like acknowledged being all in with me like early on and that's important Mm -hmm. to me and it's just like okay I guess like ultimately for her like loyalty or like reliability is like going to be more important to her in the end but but like she at the same time said like Jalen came up to her in like the makeup room and was like, I'm only interested in you. I'm only pursuing you. And she couldn't see Connor ever doing that. So I feel like at what point does that outweigh what, you know, Connor has given in terms of just amount of time being at the villa. I I guess so. But like that, I, that's also the move. I don't know. I'm too skeptical, but like, yeah. I just feel like that is like what you have to say. Like once you figure it out with like, once you figure out like the person that you're vibing with the most, like you have to say that, but that's fair. <sighs> yeah. It's just tough. And until we see the actual recoupling, we don't have any way of knowing what's actually real and what's being portrayed as a product to us. Mm-hmm. So that makes it tough, especially because, they don't do the recoupling in this episode. Ariel comes, they get ready, and then the episode ends and we get to see it on Sunday. And we have all ranted about this at the top, but I just want to reinforce how friggin' frustrating this is. And if anyone from production is there, like, it's not a 
a um, cliffhanger that made me want to watch more. It's a cliffhanger that just pissed me off. Yeah. A, this is a show good for binging, and that's why this happens. Well, I'm Matt. We're not binging. We're waiting for the next episode. So. But this show does well on binging, and that is very much like the, should I go to bed or should I watch one more? And, oh, I watched one more because yeah. this came. That's true. I yeah. feel like with the UK ones, all of a sudden you're like, I watched five more than I intended to. Because <laughs> it's 5 a.m. Uh, like the first time Casa Moore comes in, it's like I can't stop. I have to keep watching. So like, a hundred percent fair. Um, so we. Do I see the first preview for Casa Amor, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm watching twelve more episodes so that I can see that <laughs> it's right, over. You're right. Um, so we do have some questions from the audience. I'll just grab a couple because um, this is the longest podcast of all. Time. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I, it's, oh. I'm. I don't have a problem with it. I just and I don't think that our listeners will either. I just think it's funny. <laughs> um, so we got a question from the great Gabby Pascuzzi set who Love asks, you. will literally any of the original couples stay together or are all of them better off with a new interest from Casa Amor? The only exception she can think of is Justine and Caleb. And I kind of agree with her. I agree. I ultimately think that Johnny and Sally are going to be okay. And that might just be wishful thinking on my part, but I think that like, I think that because the um, Johnny and Mercedes thing got like squashed fairly early um, and that he like doesn't come I'm I'm assuming because not like I have spoilers. He doesn't come back with her. Um, that it, that ends up speaking more, um, especially if like Sally sees like the other guys come back with a girl and like it, she. I think she might just be so grateful that he could because again us us het women sometimes uh, just end up just accepting the bare minimum <laughs> um, and being like oh he didn't come back with another girl he did make out with this other girl for a, a couple days but he still ended up choosing me so a-okay um that's kind of what i see happening between those two and i do see them sticking together to the end um and and this just being a hiccup in their story but um but i do see justine and uh caleb lasting Mm -hmm. through this as well i feel like it's justine and caleb and then outside of that like i think johnny and sally are going to come back together but there is a big difference if Carrington couples up with Mercedes or he does not. If Mercedes is in that villa mm. and she is face to face with Sally and Sally has to look at who it was that Johnny was in bed with. Cause he, like he said, he's telling her other people are going to tell her Mercedes will tell her. Oh, she will. Oh, yeah. Mercedes is going to be like, yeah, actually we were, you know, hooking up and he said it was mm-hmm. way better than when he hooked up with you. And, <laughs> uh, actually, I'm just really good at sex in case you didn't know. And uh, I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing is if Mercedes ends up in that villa, I think that it is much worse for their chances where if she doesn't end there, I still am not super confident about Sally just, you know, taking this one on the chin and moving on, but I think it's possible. Okay, I'm hopeful. And then um, at BroV8 said, I know I'm not supposed to use the H word with Jenny on the podcast, but how else am I supposed to describe Carrington this week? Thirsty. Um, 
riled up. Um, riled up. I don't know. Basically anything except for like I I already said it. He he loves the fact that everyone's making out with each other. Like this man needs to experience an orgy because it's like right up his alley. He's just he just loves that sexual energy. Um which is just oh god. He's only been he's only been able to legally drink for a year. Like that's messed up, guys. I don't know. I I know I'm like being like elitist, like you know, thirty three year old woman at this point. But like, oh my god, yeah, he's only twenty two. Yeah, I knew they were both twenty two, but you know, I always think of Carrington as so young. And so for Johnny to jump down as the youngest guy, oh like, my gave god, me severe so- whiplash. It's it's really bizarre. Like he, I don't know. I he just comes off even in the even though I don't like approve of some of the choices he's made. Johnny just comes off so much more mature than Carrington. Um, I don't know. It's very bizarre that they're the same age. Okay, we have one last question, and it's from the great Filthy, who asks. Could he be a better partner to Jenny Autumn if he learned to beautify cakes? My God. Is there a well, good way to make a gluten-free cake? I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. The only like gluten-free cakes I've had are like more like a brownie, um, like or like a closer to almost like a cheesecake, which is delicious. Um, I'm not even a big cake person. So honestly, like if I'm answering this from my perspective, no. Um <laughs> You heard it first, that LT, is- don't waste your time. <laughs> yeah, that's not the like way to my heart. Um, like even if food was, it certainly wouldn't be cake. What if so. he learned how to make cider? Mm, that would be different. Yeah. Like, like if you're going to become a pro at making something, like make it something that is, um, you know, something that I really enjoy. Like even when I was able to, well, I was never able to eat wheat, but like even when I was like ignoring my allergy and eating <laughs> wheat, um, cake was never high on my uh, I was never a dessert person. So it's just like, don't waste your time. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we don't even know that uh, Aaron is a better partner for being able to beautify cakes. But, I mean, See, I can he say... beautify cakes? We don't even know. We don't even know that. <laughs> His cake skills and uh, Moira's grilled cheese skills, like, I I don't know if any of them have any talents. Well, we don't even know. I would say the decorating overrated. I want someone who can make a good cake. I don't it know that he can good. do that. Yeah. So the, I've said my love language is gossip. It's also baked goods. So <laughs> I am fully here. Give me like a good tasting cake. I don't care how it looks. Well, I think that Phil wants your approval. So he might make you a cake. <laughs> no one miss now. It just hurts that Phil doesn't want my approval. <laughs> I mean, I think that he, I think that he make you a cake too. No, but. it's fine. It's just there's three people on this call, two of whom <laughs> Filthy cares what they think of him, and then me. I think he's already assuming that like he has your approval, and that maybe he feels like he needs to work for a scout. 
<laughs> well, that's my interpretation. Who knows? It. it just hurts. It's maybe fine. not anymore, though. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the cakes turn out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It depends how good the cake is. Um, so, Scally, guess how many iTunes ratings we have at this moment in time? See, this would have been better if you didn't make me. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Are we 70 now? No, it's still 69. Nice. <laughs> I hope the reviews are all very nice. Exa- <laughs> right? So this is the, the moment where we say, wouldn't it be cool if we could get to like triple digit ratings and reviews mm. by the end of the season? Never thought that was going to be. I didn't a- think it would be possible, but now I think no. it might be. No, now it's possible. And in fact, yeah. I want it. So my other love language is iTunes reviews. Yeah. My love language and iTunes reviews. Yes. iTunes it's the iTunes reviews for me. Five stars uh, only. Yes, five stars only. Anything less and it just doesn't count. We don't accept it. So uh you actually will find if you were to try to give us less, it just wouldn't even work. So you should just give us five anyway. So and don't works. test it. Just yeah, believe don't us. test it. Just trust <laughs> why would I lie to you? Just give us five stars. It's fine. Uh you can do that at rubhiswebsite.com slash Love Island Pod. And now we really have come to the end. So, Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so much fun. I've enjoyed this so much. Um, I'm so sorry for how much time I took up of your evening. And uh, to anyone who somehow got through this. But I have been dying to talk about this show. um, And I've been dying to podcast with both of you. And it was so much fun. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you very, very much for coming on. It was a treat and a dream. And so if people want to hear more of you, Jenny, where can they find you? I'm on social media at Jenny Autumn. And um, I, I love live tweeting love island and i've actually had to like hold back my tweets because i'm like why am i why am i tweeting about this i'm going to be on a podcast in a couple of days like i don't want people to like have all of the things that i had to say about this episode when i'm going to be on a podcast in a couple of days um but now that i've uh, you know came and showed it at you for like three hours <laughs> I, I will be able to go back to just tweeting about the episodes when they air so please follow me if you don't already at jenny autumn incredible and scally where can people find you well i am on twitter at brian underscore scally and i talked about it last time i think it's getting posted this weekend hopefully um but we did myself and matt Lagori who do challenge coverage over on the Dom and Colin podcast did a little draft, which uh, I won't spoil exactly what it is, but it's a fun one for the upcoming season of the challenge. I may or may not have already scored points in that draft based on some uh, casting decisions. So if you want to check that out, that's with the uh, challenge wrap up host, Allie and Brian over on the, uh, you know, wrap up speed. That's too, that's too many Brian's on a podcast, but I'll still be giving it a listen. <laughs> uh, Calling me a Brian. Wow. I mean, tech, like legally speaking, you are. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did start the podcast by calling him Brian. The literal first and last time I ever did it. <laughs> Incredible. That's how we start and end the podcast now. But in the middle, he could be Scally. 
<laughs> That's fine. Um, if people want to hear more from me, they can follow me at Kirsten said what on all platforms, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what my desk should be delivered within the next 10 days. And once that happens, I'll be able to stream again. And I cannot wait uh, as well. I will be on the uh, Big Brother 22 legacy watch roundtable thing this Saturday. So uh, catch me there. Uh, I haven't been able to share Big Brother thoughts in a while, so I'm sure I will have a lot to say uh, as well. This podcast would not be possible without the support of the patrons of Rob Has a Podcast. If you have a spare change lying around and you want to, you know, help out with the podcast, you can do so at robhaswebsite.com slash patron. Um, thanks again to Will from America for our amazing theme song. Thanks to Scott St. Pierre for getting this podcast up and running. We will see you next time. If you're looking for love, well, you've come. Scally, well they don't know a thing and the men that they cast on this show are truly a disgrace so we don't care about the love that might be there yeah we just want to see the drama Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.